we are live. Hey, ladies. Hello. Everybody. Hello. 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 How is everybody doing? Good. Wonderful on a Sunday morning. Absolutely great. Or Sunday afternoon. It's nice and sunny outside. Okay, okay. Um, what I will have everybody to do, um, we're gonna have you ladies go ahead and introduce yourselves and tell us about your line of business. And um, Dr. Bang, we'll start with you. Good morning, I'm Dr. Bay. I originally am from Jackson, Mississippi, and I have a hair product line called Hair Luxury Company, and that's about it. I'm a microbiologist by training, and that's it. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Thank you so much, Dr. Bay. Um, excellent to see you here this morning, and thank you so much for joining us. Um, Miss Nat. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, Miss Natasha, um, introduce yourself and tell us about your line of work. Hello, um, my name is Natasha, and I am a provider cost of care senior analyst for, not going to say where, um, I also have a, a jewelry business that's an online boutique, and I also have a, I'm a certified professional coder, so I have a consulting business. Outstanding. Look at this black excellence, honey. Right. Mm. Yes. Yes. Um, Miss Vanetta, how about you? Well, hello, everyone. This is Vanetta with the Vanetta Experience. This is my personal brand. However, I am a parapreneur. I work a corporate job sometimes as well as run my multiple businesses. And those businesses are, I have a tech company, which is called BK Tech Management Solutions, which you can find me on LinkedIn under Vanetta King and see all my years of IT auditing experience and compliance regulations for various companies. I also do small business owners. I audit their business. I help them um, incorporate controls in their environment. I perform audits on their financials of their accountants if necessary. I review their tax returns if necessary, um, just to give like a third um, party view on what's going on in their business. And then I go over, um, also do investment consulting uh, with a couple of my clients as well. Um, my kids wanted a big dog, so I have a pet company called Paul's Walking Co. Let's smell new things together because I'm going to have to write my children off and a doggy off because he's expensive. So his name is Trooper. He's a hundred pound Bernie's mountain dog mixed with a retriever. So he, um, it's part of the family, but I'm definitely going to use him as a um, write-off as well as the kids. And my, um, biggest one, this is, the, um, probably really close to me. Um, I, I'm developing a cigar lounge in Atlanta, Georgia. But right outside Atlanta, Georgia. It's, it's in Riverdale, um, Georgia, but it's not too far from the airport near College Park. Um, it'll be a standalone um, high-end cigar lounge. Um, so I'm in the process of phase one development of acquiring the property. Um, I'm trying to get 11 acres so I can build a nice building um, for this um cigar lounge. So I'm excited. Um, it's a new um, area, but I've been smoking cigars for over 20 years. So I also host um, events at different various um, Black-owned cigar lounges in the uh, Washington, D.C., Maryland, Virginia area and invite people out to smoke and have a good time. So thank you for having me on the panel today. I'm excited. 
Dang, Miss Vanetta, you gonna make all the money, honey. I thought concrete was a Jamaican baby. Uh, Miss Vanetta said she got ten jobs, boo. That part. So, and I also have a personal brand called the Vanetta Experience. It came about about a couple months ago. I have a big following on Facebook, of course, all men. And they kept asking for pictures. And I'm like, I'm not sending everyone pictures of me. I got all this stuff going on. So I said, this is what I do. So I have a team um, that works with me and um, does my photos. And I'm putting together a photo book called The Vanetta Experience. So they can kind of experience a part of me and my life. And um, they're going to pay for it. So I'm putting it together. I'm going to publish it, get a copy written and so forth. And then I'm going to... control the distribution. So the person has to reach out to me on my website um, and I'm in the process of getting that up and running. Um, and I'll like screen the person who's, you know, purchasing the book because um, I'm going to be selective, but it's a ode to the coffee table style books like Vogue used to have back in the day. Yes. Um, so I love it. Really nice and um, tastefully done. Um, it's going to be some nude parts. I think my backside is like the, the most nude and then other areas are going to, you know, leave for the, the wandering eye to imagine what it is like to be in my presence. And so um, along with that, I um, ended up developing t-shirts. Um, I met C in, in Clubhouse about a month or so ago, and um, a gentleman in there purchased t-shirts. I didn't even have t-shirts made. And he was like, oh, I'll get t-shirts for the first 10 people. And I'm like, asking another friend of, girlfriend of mine in Clubhouse, we got to make these t-shirts. We got to do this. Here goes my logo. What are we going to do? So she ended up... Um, producing the t-shirts like in no time we were like and we got them out about a week ago so i'm just following up with the ladies now to make sure they received it so we're going to do t-shirts and some wristbands but when i walk around people will see my logo the vanetta experience so it's like what's that going on well it'll, it's about my life about my journey and you guys are part of the vanetta experience because i'm here on this panel and so it's an experience that i'm going to have with you guys so i'll talk about that on my clubhouse um later on um, this evening at 6 p.m. And then I do an espresso with Benetta on Wednesdays on Clubhouse. And I'm in the process of creating my podcast. I just have to find time to do it. But when the podcast <laughs> comes out, I'll let you ladies know. It's going to be called The Benetta Experience. <laughs> okay. So, and and for the audience, let's just make sure we have this cleared up. You yeah. didn't say The Banana Experience. You no. said The Benetta Experience. experience. Uh, you know what? V as in vagina, O and E. Oh, oh, Vanetta. Oh. She say V as in vagina, O as in <laughs> orgasm. I'm not gonna do this with her. Listen, I'm not. Look, they can see your name on the screen. <laughs> so you know what? <laughs> I wanted to say really quickly. I'm sorry. Hold on one second. I just wanted to say really quickly. So let's just kind of set the tone for our panel because get them concrete. Yeah, uh, we're gonna we're gonna do this right. <laughs> Just so you guys know, um, we are not tolerating any disrespect, like at all whatsoever. Like you uh, will be timed out if there's any disrespect noted in the chat. Like these business ladies, paraprofessionals and entrepreneurs um, decided to or took us up on our offer that we extended for them to come and dialogue with us and kind of um, examine whether or not, you know, business women can have it all, specifically black business women. But we want to ensure that we have an environment that's respectful. So I'm just putting it out there right now that, you know, don't come in here with the disrespect because that's not what we're doing. Like we literally want to answer some of the questions uh, regarding some of the issues that we hear present that we hear presented in this space on a constant basis. So um, I'm just asking that everyone in the chat remain respectful. 
Concrete, come get your kids. Um, <laughs> um, but last but certainly not least, um, Miss LeCourtney Young Harness. Tell us about yourself. Introduce yourself to our guests. Hello, hello, hello. I am Lee Courtney Young Harness. I am a Mississippi girl. I travel and come back to Mississippi. I am an actress. I am a realtor. This is my second year and I've been doing great. I decided in 2019 that I wasn't going to let that year pass without me becoming licensed realtor. And it has been such an incredible, incredible journey. I'm so glad that I finally took that leap of faith to get licensed in Mississippi. And I am a multi-entrepreneur. I operate multiple businesses, one being a skincare business. I've been operating for the past eight years. So I help men, women, boys and girls have healthy, flawless skin through my dermatologist skincare products. So I offer their products to others. Um, I operate a um, performing arts company in the summertime, but in the last couple of years, I had to halt it. And I also have a private tutoring company company that I tutor um, elementary, middle school, and high school. Most of my students are elementary and middle school, um, but I do service high school as well. But of course, since COVID, I had to halt that as well. So um, those two companies are on, um, they're on the shelf for right now. I will bring them back when time is right. But so now I'm solely concentrating on uh, real estate, acting, and my skincare business. And I love, love, love what I do. <laughs> okay. Awesome. That's super, super dope. Lord, I do yes. not know how to do I know. I'm like, it. I need some skincare. <laughs> you know what? I need. Um, I, need I don't all. even have all of the, the hustles that you guys have. And it made me laugh because I think about how um, Sister George, she always teases me and calls me her little Jamaican friend. And it's just because I'm always finding a way to busy myself. But I got tired listening to all the stuff that you guys have to do. That's a lot. So thank you guys for taking some time out to chat with us this afternoon, because I understand that each and every one of you are extremely busy. So we're going to go ahead and get started and jump right into the questions. Um, Sister George, you want to start first? Um, yeah, I'm going to read these super chats real quick and we'll get started. Um, shout out to Jessica X in the building. Good morning, Jessica. She says hello. Um, also, shout out to Kenny Conjo. He says shout out and Sunday greetings to all of you intelligent, successful ladies. Many blessings continue to be with you all. Sister George Concrete Rose, you are awesome. You all are awesome as always. Thank, Thank you, you so Kenny. much, Thank Kenny. You appreciate Thank you, that. Kenny. It's nice to see a great gentleman in the comments. That part. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, shout out to Demetrius. He says, so I got to be respectful. Yes, yes, and yes. That part. <laughs> exactly. Don't start none. Won't be none. This, um, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. What she said. Mm-hmm. But anywho... Let me get my notebook because I prepared like some tough questions. I hope Uh-oh. y'all are ready. I hope y'all done had your Wheaties this morning. <laughs> Let's get into it. <laughs> okay. 
Um, and what we'll do is I'll ask a question and we'll go in the row for you ladies to answer. Um, Concrete will ask, you know, unless we decide that she want to ask three or four questions in a row. Or if I want to ask three or four questions no, in a row, no, but no, we're going to no. get it worked out. No, that, I, See, I ain't put it all off on you. I ain't say you, we you not, know. We're not, we not about to start today. <laughs> I ain't put it all off on you. Go I said ahead. I be doing it too. I, uh -huh. See? Uh -huh. see? Ahead, I got it. I ain't tripping. Um, but uh, and we'll start with you, La Courtney. Um, how hard is it to balance family life and um your career? Um, it's not hard for me. Um, be it that I work for myself, it, it is what makes it easy, you know. It's not easy, but what makes it um adaptable because I set my own hours. So for me, I take care of my dad. Um, my mom passed away in 2009. So he's been on his own since then. And um, in the last couple of years, he, you know, things have changed for him in the way he's able to move around. So I'm his oldest daughter. So a lot falls on me because I'm the entrepreneur of all of my siblings. So I'm the one that can get to him anytime. So be, being an entrepreneur really does give me the opportunity to have freedom to be where I need to be for my family. I don't have children of my own. I raised my stepson. He's a grown man living his life in Texas um, now, 24, year, five years old. How old is my son? <laughs> um, so I raised him already. And um, I have my nieces and nephews and that I help take care of. And so I, it's, it's easy for me to balance because if I have to take off, if I have to say, okay, I'll get to that at noon. Right now I got to get up and get to my dad. I can do that. So it's truly a blessing. I'm able to manage life very well. It was a great decision I made. I just realized this made 10 years since I've been an entrepreneur. And so um, it's, easy, it's, it's, it's easy to balance being that I set my own hours. Thank you for that, LaCourtney. Before the next lady um, responds, I just wanted to add something really quickly. So I, I do apologize, but my computer is coming back up and I'm going to switch profiles. However, in the meantime, if I could have you ladies, if you have the ability to um, drop your links to your business in the chat, and I'm going to ask the moderators to continue reposting them throughout the um, stream. So if you would drop your business links, um, in the actual um, chat, uh, we'll we'll have the moderators help us out and continue reposting them. Um, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm not sure who was next. Um, or actually, we will have Miss um, Vanetta, and the same question to you, uh, Miss Vanetta. How hard is it to balance family life and um, your career? Um, thanks for asking me that question. Um, I would say the it's not hard. But what was hard was the decision to make to say, hey, I would like this type of lifestyle. Um, I think after I had my son almost like eight years ago, um, I just wanted more flexibility in what I was doing and have a life where I'm very involved in my children's upbringing and their schooling and um, just capturing those moments with them. Um, having went through a divorce and being a single parent of um, two kids and they're like spread apart. I have a a soon-to-be 15-year-old girl and a um, soon-to-be eight-year-old boy. So they are totally two different <laughs> persons. 
Um, and one, my daughter, she has special needs. So she has ADHD as well as short-term memory loss, as well as a math disability. So I have to give her, you know, resources through her school. She has IEP. I'm very involved with, you know, being her advocate and ensuring she has um, all the tools she needs to be successful in who she is. And my son, I have the other spectrum. He's extremely gifted, almost borderline genius, and he's very strategic and stuff that he does. So he actually is like the hardest one. I thought my special needs kid must be the hardest, but he's actually the hardest because he's so gifted. Um, I put him in kindergarten for like six weeks and it was like not working. He was like bored. Um, I tried to ask the school, could they skip him and test them out of the grades? But they didn't want to do that in Howard County um, where I live in Maryland. And so I said, you know what? I'm at a point where I'm financially stable. I can, you know, I had nannies help me um, with my kids when I would work a corporate job and then um, I would have them most of the time. So um, being home with my kids now, I was actually working remotely way before the pandemic ever started. So I definitely was like, my kids saw me more. I would pop up at my daughter's school or I go check on my son um, with the nanny. So they were always used to just seeing me um, throughout the, the day. And I wanted that kind of flexibility and still be a high earning, um, you know, corporate woman as well as a serial entrepreneur. So it just gave me the flexibility to say, hey, I'm going to make this decision because in the long run, my children would benefit from being with their mom and seeing me, um, you know, hold my meetings, deal with my clients. Um, I incorporate them in some of the things that I do. I teach them and talk to them about what I'm doing, explain to them. I show them like YouTube videos <laughs> and so forth. Um, like I said, my son, he's not in the traditional school system. He's actually homeschooled under Georgia law. So I used to live in um, Georgia as well. So I'm kind of like by states between Maryland and Georgia. So he's homeschooled in there and they kind of leave me alone. They don't bother me like, oh, what's this curriculum look like? But I do have a monthly curriculum I subscribe to for called Time for Learning. And I have him do like, he's self um, directed. So like if today he doesn't feel like doing schoolwork, I don't let him do schoolwork. And then I kind of leverage the schoolwork because he wants to be on the computer all the time and play Roblox. And I'm like, it drives me crazy. And I'm like, if you know how to do all this stuff, you need to finish your work. But schoolwork absolutely bores him. He's very advanced. So I just say, just sit and just get it out the way so you can have your computer time. And he does it and he whines and throws little tantrums sometimes because he's like, I don't want to do this. And then I'm like, you know what? I don't want to feed you today. How about that? And then he's like, okay, well, I want to eat. So I'm going to have to do what this lady tells me to do so I can eat and play Roblox. And so I kind of have to alter like his days. And then I take him out and show him different stuff. So I'm really hands on with my children. Um, that's another thing. And I feel like that helps in their, um, their, their learning and shaping who they need to be, um, you know, God's will. I'm like, I'm just a vessel and I just ask for his guidance to help me, you know, in the things that I do, the ventures I do go into, as well as um, nurturing and um, setting, you know, my children up for um, success in the future. My goal was to take the pressure off my children. I think when I grew up, I had a lot of pressure, like at 18, you have to be an adult and you have to be responsible and you have to do this and you have to go to work and da, 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 da. But I always had an entrepreneur spirit, but I didn't have an environment where they could, my parents could kind of, um, grow that entrepreneur side of me. Um, so I had to go into the workforce very early. So I said, you know what, with my kids, I don't want to put that pressure on them to get out in the world and to, to figure it out. It's like, no, take your time, use your talents that God gave you, figure it out what you need to do because it's in you. You just have to get there. So I wanted to create an environment where they 
relieve that pressure of um, going out into someone's workforce. Because I said, before you go work for somebody, you're going to work for me. And then if you don't like that, then you can go work for somebody. But at least you're going to work for me first. Or, you know, we're going to exhaust all opportunities before you go into, you know, working for someone else. So to <laughs> sum all that up to say, is it hard? It's not hard in what I do, but the decision was probably the hardest that I had to choose to make. Okay. Okay. Um, definitely can understand that. Um, Dr. Bay, um, same question. How hard is it to balance your family life and your career? Hello? Yes. Can you we hear can me? hear you. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. Well, for me, um, I guess it's similar. It's a similar answer. Like uh, I tend to make my own schedule because um, I have my own business, so I can get up when I feel like it. But for as far as my children goes, I have to wake up early because they have to be at school by a certain time. So that's the only reason I get up at six a.m. every morning. I try to um, get them together. But um, making sure that they have everything that they need, I feel, is more is harder than doing the stuff that I need to do my business. Um, other than that, I think the family work-life balance, you just have to know, uh, you have to just know how to prioritize and time it. Um, that would be my advice to anybody. Okay, okay. Um, thank you so much. Um, Natasha, um, same question. How hard is it to balance your family life and your career? Um, I, I guess mine is a little different than the other ladies. My children are adults. My daughter is 25. She already has her own place. She already has her career. She's doing well. Um, my son is 18, so he's getting ready to graduate high school and go to college. So my schedule is a little bit more easier. Um you know, he doesn't require much of me. I cook dinner, make sure food is in the house, make sure he's comfortable. He has what he needs. And I continue with my day. My career, because I'm in corporate America, is a little bit challenging having your own business. And I do a lot of events and a lot of pop-up shops around Atlanta and the nearby states. So I travel a lot. So I think that's hectic on me because after working maybe 60 hours in corporate and then on the weekends, I have to manage the online boutique, make sure the marketing is getting done and doing the pop-up shops and making sure it works for me. And it's a more... Uh-oh. Um, can you guys still hear Natasha? I, I think she, she went out. Natasha, can you hear me now? Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, we can hear you now. <laughs> Good. I have people trying to call me. I forgot to put my phone on Do Not Disturb. Um, but for me, I guess this, I, I need to retract. It's a little pithy-pithy. Sometimes it can become overwhelming, and sometimes it's easy breezy. I try not to stress myself out. So I stick to the model. I can only do what I can. And when I get overwhelmed, I just say, Jesus, be with me. <laughs> Jesus, be with me. And I repeat that a lot. And it puts me at ease. So, you know, it can be challenging, but um, it's a little bit easier because my children are older. Okay. Thank you, ladies, for your um, responses to the question. Um, okay, so I want to know now, we typically hear a lot of the men in this space um, kind of insist that it's difficult to date a career driven or, you know, entrepreneur or parapreneur type 
women because of the fact that, um, you know, they lead with their degrees, you know, they have a lack of femininity and or, uh, you know, a they're unwilling to quote unquote submit or they're not as cooperative as women on the opposite end of the spectrum. So I want to know, um, being the strong <laughs> driven women that you are, do you find or did you find because I know we have some married ladies on the panel um, did you find it do you find it hard to um, date especially when we talk about like masculine men I guess my question is did you find it um, difficult uh, dating masculine men and as a result did you or in, in the past did you have to result to dating like beta men or men that are um, a bit more softer and um, whoever wants to take it can, can start and we'll just ensure we make our rounds on the panel. Um, do you want to go back in the order that we started in before? Yeah, we can. We can do that. Okay. Um, then we'll start off with, uh, I think it was LaCourtney that was first. <laughs> well, you all, I have been married for, this will be year 17. <laughs> Um, so I got married at age 23. Um, and so I have an alpha husband. <laughs> um, he's the head, he leads. Um, so I've been so in the, I've been able to really concentrate on me and what I want to do for myself. Um, he's also an entrepreneur, he's an attorney, he's a, a um, house of representative. Um, for our district so he has his businesses and things that he has to concentrate on and I have mine that I have to concentrate on so I would say that I'm lucky that I you know um, don't have to worry about <laughs> dating and stuff right now <laughs> um, well dating in this lifestyle um, so it's basically keeping my marriage secure that's that's what I deal with keeping my marriage secure um, in the midst of, um, you know, running businesses and traveling and things like that. So I'm going to pass this on to the other ladies um, because as far as, um, you know, it goes for me, um, my concentration is a little different, you know, <laughs> so. Well, thank you for that um, uh, uh, response, LaCourtney. I think it does, it does, I think it does differ, uh, you know, when you marry younger and you've been married for so long, um, you know, uh, I think that that could have an impact, but thank you for your response. Um, and I think the next person to answer would be uh, the Vanetta experience. Oh, uh, yes. I, I noticed I'm a little bit more long-winded than most of the ladies on the panel, so I'm going to try to shorten it so not to take up anyone's time. However, I am I had a really great success rate when it comes to dating, and I say this because I get what I want out of dating. Um, I have been married. I have my kids, so whoever I attract in my life, it's like I let them know I will not be getting remarried. I do not want to bear any more children. I probably don't even want to be around your children, nor mine. <laughs> um, so, because I'm not a like a kid person, so like I wouldn't be the mom that's like, "Hey, let's do play dates and let's hang." No, I don't even want to play with my own children. I love them, but I do not like my kids. And people sometimes it um, 
you know, it kind of rubs them the right the wrong way when they hear that. And I just let them know, like, I love my children. However, kids are annoying. Like, I never saw myself as like a like the soccer mom and this and that. I always knew I was going to be a businesswoman, and so it's like, okay, God blessing me with these two kids, and so I'm going to do what I need to do. But I definitely, um, my kids are very self sufficient. I let them be who you know God wants them to be. So I'm like. I'm not looking for, you know, uh, a partner in life to have to, you know, rear their children and work with their, you know, former spouse or, you know, co-parent. And I, I don't have time for that. That I notice, I don't do well. Like I'm a great co-parent because the, um, the father of my kids, I kind of control a lot of the, the rearing of the children and they allow me in that space. So it's easy because I can manage things a lot more and I don't have to like fight with the other parent over things. So it doesn't impact like my dating life. And like I said, my daughter's um, soon to be 15. So she is the like built-in babysitter. Like currently I'm like on a semi overnight date and I can do that and enjoy my life. And I feel like I have to sacrifice my dating um, life because I had kids or because I run, you know, multiple businesses or I work for corporate America. So I tended to attract a lot of alpha males, like leaders, just like myself. And I know when to kind of manage. I tend not to like the word submissive because I'm submissive to me is for my husband. And I was a wife before and I was able to do that and it worked well um, during our time when I was married. So, but in a relationship, I look more of like a partnership. And as long as he respects what I do, and I respect what he does. I'm refined and I'm an over communicator. So it helps out a lot in um, whoever I choose to, I say deal with versus dating. Cause I feel like you should date for a purpose. And um, like for us to be married or in a long-term committed relationship, I like to date whoever I want, whatever I want. I kind of like to do whatever I want. So if the person I'm dealing with doesn't like that situation, then they're probably not for me. And I can take that. And I don't even take it as a loss. It's just like, okay, well, it just doesn't work out. And a lot of men say, oh, like, you can just walk away so easily. Like, yeah, like, I don't have a problem dating the people, the men that I want to date. Um, and I tell people I've dated multimillionaires. I, I, I date one currently. He lives in Canada. Um, high value, high earning men. Um, you know, so I don't have that issue. I date average men who work blue collar jobs. I don't have a particular, you know, type of man. If I'm interested in someone, I date them. So that's why I say I um, tend to be more successful in that area than most women that I'm a businesswoman and, you know, I work for corporate America and I don't even lead with my degrees. I have over three of them and I used to be a professor, but I don't even talk about that. Um, and they don't even ask because if they care, they ask. If they don't, I don't even lead with that. Like I'm the Benetta experience. So <laughs> I'm me. I have a lot to offer other than my degrees. So, and they see that as, you know, the more time they spend with me. Okay. Thank you so much, Miss Benetta. Um, shout out to Ray Alexander. Um, uh, we're going to actually reserve this question um, until after we get through ours. That but, is a good one, though. Let me yeah. um, capture that because that, that's a good question, Ray. Actually so thank you for down already. Oh, good, good, good. You got yeah. Um, thank you for uh, the super chat. Yeah. Um, he does say, how can black men win at love when dating or marrying high value accomplished 
highly accomplished, high value black women. Um, thank mm-hmm. you so much, Ray, but we will reserve it until after we get through ours. But thank you so much for the super chat. Um, Concrete, can you repeat your question for Miss Natasha? Absolutely. So my question is, you know, we here in this space, uh, in case uh, any of the ladies that didn't know, we are in a space considered the black manosphere. Um, Our audience is 89% male and both myself and Sister George, we frequent a lot of the channels in this space and we've been in this space for multiple years. And um, as a result, we hear common talking points. Some of the talking points are that women who are business oriented, who are business focused, entrepreneurs, career driven women um, have difficulties being submissive and feminine. They lead with their degrees. So my question as a result of hearing that type of rhetoric is, um, do you find it difficult to date or mate with like alpha males? And as a result, do you um, have to, well, do you find yourself um, dating, I guess, or meeting a lot of beta males as a result um, of the fact that you're strong and independent and and driven? Um, First of all, that's a great question and concrete you know me very very well Mm -hmm. I am a very free spirit Um, and I say that to say I am a free spirit everyone can get an opportunity I'm very non-judgmental I think that I give some people too much opportunity because I try not to judge them based on who they are the walk of life that they come from my father is a pastor so he really instilled in me it doesn't matter if you make six figures and the guy only makes 20,000. It's the character that you look at. Um, I am single and I haven't been single very long, but I'm also taking this time to learn myself again and learn my worth. Um, I'm highly intelligent and highly successful in different areas, except my love life. I'm terrible in that aspect of things. And so for me, I don't think it's hard. I'm approached a lot, but I'm kind of um, I'm kind of shy a little bit. I'm shy. I don't like to be approached. It makes me it shuts me down. But when you're being free and flirty with me, I accept that better. Um, I'm kind of all over the place with that answer because I'm really in a space where I'm unsure and I'm single. I was married. I've been divorced for five years. I've been in two relationships since my divorce. They were not successful. However, I think that I may have chosen the wrong men. And so for me, I'm just taking some time to just kind of learn me and manifest what works for me, for lack of better words. So I think I'm a pass on that question. <laughs> Thank you, uh, Natasha. Appreciate your response. And then Dr. Bay, um, I believe you are married, but I guess this question would kind of like predate your marriage. Marriage. So prior to you know finding your your wonderful husband, um, did you find that you know you would kind of attract uh, I guess beta males because of you being such a strong, driven woman? For me. Um... When I used to date, I, I would date a particular type of guy. So if they didn't fit their mold, I didn't really fool with them. So um, I guess you'll say in one instance, I'm real picky. So um, I listen to what men say. And typically, they'll tell you who they are by the, by the conversation. 
And um, I guess, I don't know, for me, I've had a hard time dating. Like, I would say more so after I had children. Um, but other than that, I uh, typically get the guys that I want. And they show me who they are, and I go on. If I don't want to deal with them, I don't deal with them no more. So that's how it's been for me. What would you say your particular type was? Oh gosh, um, I like a guy who um who's outgoing, who's easy to talk to, um, who had their uh, who had their personal stuff together, like if. If you didn't have your personal stuff together, I'm like, well, you can, if you don't have your life together, then we can't, it ain't nothing we can do together. I wouldn't tell them that. I just kind of, you know, see what they talking about. And, you know, people know, just like men, when they meet a woman and she ain't got her stuff together, you have that option to to deal with her or not deal with her. And it's the same way. That's how it was. And, and that's how I always did. Um... I'm not. I'm non-judgmental, but I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna date a person that I feel like that's gonna be a liability. Mm, I feel you on that. Cause that can be stressful. You already have your own problems personally, so it could be stressful on anybody. But you know, if they get in that situation while you're dealing with them, you know, you have the option too as well to tell them. You know, try to get your stuff on track, and we can. Uh, Go from there if I'm still interested later. Yeah, that's just how I've always been. Though. See, I never, I never backtrack. Like I, I find it if 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 you don't have if you didn't have your stuff together when I was talking to you, and then you come back and you have your stuff together, I I don't know if I want to be bothered. Hmm. Okay. Good okay. point. Good point. Very good. Go ahead, like, Sister Joe. Um, did all the ladies answer? Uh, yeah, everyone answered. Okay, okay. Um, and Dr. Bay, you brought about a very good point. Um, because that was actually my one of my next questions. Um, seeing as though all of you ladies are successful, you've made it in your career. Um, with dating and mating, I was gonna ask. Like, how hard is it to find somebody that's on your same level? Um, because I, when you find, a, uh, especially Black women, when they become successful, generally the men aren't as successful as they are or they don't mm. have many options. So I wanted to know, um, and, and LaCourtney, you did explain that you've been married since you were in your early 20s. Um so I guess uh, <laughs> I probably have to skip over you with that question because you've been married for a long time. That's um, a great question, though. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Vanetta, we'll start off with you. And, LaCourtney, don't get me wrong. You can't contribute, but, you know, I get it. You've been married for a while. Um, I, I guess she can still contribute because her husband, he's definitely successful in his um, right. career. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, so... I want to say it's like 50 50. Um, like I said, I've dated, um, like I currently date some, you know, multimillionaires or some high earning men and they're successful in what they do. One's a real estate mongol. Um, the other one works in the federal government and he like travels all the time. Um, so I, I tend to attract men who are also probably successful in their careers. Um, like I said, I have 
dated some blue collar workers as well. And I think they're like happy and content where they're at. Um, success can be viewed, you know, differently <laughs> from, you know, different viewpoints. Some look at if you make a certain amount, dollar amount, you know, you're successful or, um, you know, the type of career you have, you're successful and so forth. But I feel like success is um, what makes you happy and you can sustain your, your lifestyle that, you know, you want and you have control to, you know, if you want to scale it up or scale it down. Um, that's the way I kind of like view success. Um, so I don't really, like I said, attract men who, um, the energy come for me in a sense of they're like, oh, you're successful in what you do because they really don't know all the details of what I do because I don't disclose a lot of that. Um, they just know, like, I'm not asking them for like $40 and that's the case or any money to pay a bill. Not $40. <laughs> I just had to throw that up because people be like, $40. I'm like, what, what can I do with $40? Barely putting some gas in, um, you know, somebody's, um, you know, car or something. But the thing is, like, I'm able to also, like, pick up, you know, um, the tab for dinner or vacation, a mini vacation or a staycation. So it takes the pressure off of them feeling like they have to lead with their finances all the time. It's kind of like, if I want to do something, I'm like, hey, you know, um, I'm interested in doing this, you know, do you mind accompanying me? And I'm a type of person, if I offered to take you out, I'm paying for it and vice versa. Like, I usually definitely don't pay on the first date. Um, if a guy's interested in me and they want to take me out, I kind of let him lead in that sense to kind of see you know um how he's gonna lead and <laughs> like i'm the type of person if you want to deal with me i need a date time so i can you know be flexible or make it happen in my schedule um and i, I date multi-states too so i'm not I, I can be in new york i can be in georgia i can be in florida so i need to know to make accommodations with flight hotel and so forth like i have guys I'm going to use the correct term, fly me out, but the urban term is flewed out. I get flewed out sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I have one friend, she could not stand that, that term, but um, being flewed out, it bothers her. Mm. I have men who offer to, you know, cover the cost of my expenses, but I actually like doing it. Number one, I write it off on my businesses. And number two, it's just like, I like having that control of like where I'm going to, you know, stay in a hotel um, the area I'm going to be in, can I maneuver in that area? Can I have control over, you know, what I'm doing and not put that pressure on him? Like, he's like, well, come to my house, stay with me. And now I'm under your house and say, we don't get along now I'm under your roof, you know, but I'm also prepared to like, Hey, I can get a room or I can Uber somewhere if, you know, things don't turn out like how we want it to. But, um, yeah. And I think that works because I can really deal with who they truly are as a man and like I said, once you take that financial pressure off the relate, you know, that the dating phase or dealing phase, um, I, I find that they're like, they're, they become their authentic selves. Like they're able to kind of breathe a little bit because they know so many women, so many women that they date want to lead with the finances. Like they have to have this, they have to have that. And I'm a type of woman like, mm. stay with your mama because I'm not staying over there with you and your mom and them. Um, you know, because the man who who does that. Like, That's interesting. Yeah, my federal guy, he he's a high earner. He's like, 
kind of like the man of most women's dreams per se um he thinks so but he is an uh, he has his stuff together but it's like he's like it makes no sense for me to have my own place for what when i'm gone 95 percent of the time i travel like he's in south africa he's over in europe he's in um india he's like all over the place so it's like why would he you know him and his mom share a brownstone in um baltimore so it's not like he's right up underneath her he there's various levels in that brownstone so when he's home he's there but if we're doing stuff we can easily either be at my house or get a room it's not like that serious and i also deal with a guy in atlanta georgia he's a celebrity chef he's actually taking care of his mom so she stays with him and i'm not over there i've gone over there and um, so forth but i don't stay and hang out because i don't like to be around you know other i'm dating you i'm not i'm or dealing with you i'm not dealing with them i respect the situation and i understand but we go hang out and if we need to get a room we'll get a room it's not that hard and i tell women you know if you have a certain, these hard, I can't deal with, date someone like this, or I can't date someone like that, you're not going to, your pool of men are going to be extremely, you know, it's going to be smaller. It's going to shrink. But if you're more open and flexible to the situation, depending on where we're at in stages of our life, I don't, you know, judge you based off of a situation you're currently in. You, like, as entrepreneurs, we have our highs and our lows. And it's just how you deal with the the lows. Like I was watching a documentary with um, a, a music, um, I'm trying to, Quincy Jones. And in that statement, he was saying, one of his mentors said, we all can deal with the highs in life when things are going good, you know, everyone's great, yay, yay, yay. But what's the low parts of your career or your moments of, of life, of how, what's your character like? How are you treating people? You know, how are you um, working on a plan to, to get out your situation? So I'd rather see the man like taking care of his mom or, you know, in between jobs and um, so forth. My biggest thing is as long as you're not asking me for any money, I can pretty much deal with you because I'm like, I don't even want no one asking me, not even my kids. Like, don't ask me for nothing. Dang. So, girl, you ain't uh, <laughs> you ain't trying to help them get started. You know, no, like... I'm not the, I'm not the build. Look, I got a girlfriend of mine. She is a good builder. I'm like, girl, you be, she be building me sometimes. And I'll be like, hold on, I'm already there. But she's so into building people. And I'm like, hey. Send I'm, her my way. No. <laughs> and, look, and look, I know Natasha was saying she doesn't feel like um, she good at dating girl hang out with me and the vanetta experience you would be like oh this is all i have to do like little tweaks in what you're what you do can yield you the success you're, um, you're looking for the results you're looking for um i tell people but yeah i'm not the builder like if you're in college like okay be in college okay i'll you know i'll see you at the coffee shop or something like that but i'm not i don't have the energy to take on a project because I'm, you know, developing myself self and dealing with the multiple businesses I have and then caring for my children and then, you know, ensuring like my family and close friends, they're, you know, together. I work on that community structure, but then someone that I'm romantically involved with, if you're like struggling, like I do not do the struggle of, like, I will love you for afar. Like, I'll be like, oh, okay. Like, well, me. let me ask you this quick question. Sure. Okay. So are you interested in long-term um relationships you know i thought about that great I question love, i know it is great i love my freedom so much and i love the fact that like i said 
So the term um, currently um, trademarking or coining is called controlled companionship. And I'll probably have a book about it. And I'll talk Girl, about Girl, that sounds like some old Dom submit. It Never is. Mind. So I do. Oh, I do oh, tamper, oh. That, I do tamper in that realm. Um, um, She's hilarious. But I love controlled companionship. So, like, for example, um, people are like, what does that mean? It's like, if I'm interested in someone, we exchange numbers, we, you know, and so forth. But I can control the frequency of when I'm going to reach out to you. So there's no pattern. You're not going to say, oh, well, she's going to call me in the morning or call me in the evening. No, it's no pattern with me. But, like, you can't call me and say, hey, I want to see you at 6 p.m. Like, make it happen. Um, no, sir. So I just have someone in my inbox now. He lives in Richmond, Virginia handsome Jamaican guy he's like Jamaicans and African men are my weakness so he's like you know what are you doing Monday well I have appointments on Monday so I'm gonna give you a date when I'm available does that work with your schedule so I'm able to control when I want to deal with the guy so if it works for my schedule and I want to see him just like I'm currently at my new African base house in his Range Rover while he watches soccer with his um, brother and um, family members I'm like, yeah, I have time to see you. I can make it happen. And I do it. But a man can't call me and say, hey, I need you. Or let's do this. Or, hey, I scheduled a weekend trip here. I control the frequency of when I want to deal with them. Does that make sense? So that's why it's controlled companionship. Because I still enjoy the man. I guess my my question was this then, too. Okay. So it doesn't really sound like you're looking for anything long term or anything that's just um, very, very deep. And so I guess my question would be like, if you're not looking for anything long term or very, very deep, does it really matter like how much they make as long as they're able to provide um, the companionship for the moment? So, yeah, so I'm truly um the moment woman um i enjoy what we have i'm like long as you're able to sustain your lifestyle the lifestyle that you choose that you're happy with i'm i'm okay with that so if you're okay living in a one bedroom garden style apartment that's great you never want to be a homeowner that's great you know because i don't blame you i don't want to be a homeowner right now either i like living in my luxury apartment with all my amenities and utilizing um those amenities and so forth I don't want to be burdened with a mortgage right now. And, you know, I travel every month, like twice a month. I'm in Atlanta once and I'm at a, in another state. So it's like my lifestyle is different. But I'm like, type person, mm-hmm. don't ask me to help you with resources. Like, like I date the celebrity chef. He's an entrepreneur. So I usually just send him like grant document, like information, like, oh, here's a grant here or here's a business um, situation here. Like I'm constantly sending him stuff so he can build his resources up, but I don't want to feel responsible to help him, you know, like build it up. Like some women take that on as a project and like, I'm going to do this for him and do that for him. And I'm going to market him. And like, no, I'm not doing all that. Like I'll send you the link just like I would send my other business um, friends a link (laughs) and have at it, but I'm not going to be, you know, in the trenches of doing stuff for you because I have clients that I like do their, um, like when the PPPE loan came out and so forth, I had an audit to make sure they had all the correct documentation so I can submit it, but I pay them 
they, you know, I pay them 500 to do that. It's like, so I wouldn't use my services on a potential romantic partner. And gotcha. uh, just to answer your question in regards to looking for anything long-term, like I definitely do not see myself getting remarried because I've experienced marriage before and being a wife is an extremely, um, huge responsibility. And it's a big pro- um, priority that I w- it would have to go before a lot of things on- that I would like to do right now. So that's not mm-hmm. something I'm interested in. But however, I still have deep um, companionships with the men that I'm dealing with. Like I have men over years that I've like dealt with and we still connect and we don't have to talk every day, but it's like, hey, I'm in town. You know, what are you up to? You know, so I still have that deep connection um, especially if I'm intimate with a man, I still have like all that passion, this and that and third, but it's like, it's not a consistent and it doesn't feel like it's an obligation, if that makes sense. Like, I don't want my relationship yeah. obligatory, I think that's a word. Obligatory. I, I, I understand and I follow Vanetta and um, I, 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 I'm not sure who's next. I think it's uh, Natasha, but I just wanted to say really quickly, um, I find it interesting that the um, men in the chat feel like when a woman is decisive and she knows what she wants, that that's like, you know, masculine energy or she dates like a man and yada, yada, yada. But these are the same men in the chat that say black women need to be more competitive, that, you know, women don't know what they want. And, you know, it's, it, you know what? It's the hypocrisy. Girl, you know what it is? Uh, And I also find it to be hilarious Mm -hmm. um, because this is generally the type of woman that they pursue and that they go after. Yeah. So I find it to be hilarious. Oh my God, she dates like a dude. Oh my God. And and she knows what she wants. That's intimidating for some men, though. But you know what, Uh, when they talk about understanding female nature and that they know female nature and then you have someone who's not afraid to put their nature on display, it's an issue because they still kind of want to live in this. Um, she needs to be prim and proper, but a hoe for yes. me. But she yes. needs to be like this. And if she's like that, yes. oh my gosh. Or, you, yep. you know what I mean? So yep. I find either that or they want her prim and proper, period. And then they want to find a hole on the outside that Madonna exactly. whore complex type of stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. I, so that's what I, I want in that regards. Like men, um, like I have a man, like I was raised to be a traditional woman. My great grandmother was one, my grandmother was one, my mom was one. They were housewives, they stayed at home, they took care of my um my, my grandfather, my dad and I seen that and I was groomed to be that way. I am actually the first woman in my family to break that mold of the traditional woman. I said, you know what? I'm going to be the modern career focused business woman as well Mm -hmm. as have these notes of a traditional woman because don't get me wrong. I am a great wife. I'm a great, you know, mother to my children. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm a great friend and, you know, so forth. And I I still have all those nurturing attributes because I was groomed to be in that, that situation. And even with a man that I'm spending my time with, I know how to cater to him and not be so business, you know, focused and so forth or, um, and they like that. They're like, heck, like, how do you switch it up? But I was like, I have, I'm a daddy's girl and I'm still a daddy's girl. My dad's 72. And like, I try to talk to him almost every other day. But, but but you know what, uh, uh, Vanilla? Yeah. Yeah. Go um, ahead. You want to read the super chats because I know we, I don't want to lose the other one. I think we had one from Jack Spade too. Right. Um, shout out to Eisensama. He says, I wonder about the liability statement because by default, women are a liability because the most valuable thing that women have 
women do is have birth, but it costs so much to protect that life. Um, thank you so much, Eisensama. Um, shout out to Jack Spade. He says, can the women on the panel be asked what kind of hobbies they do when they're off the clock? That is one of my 15 bullet point requirements. You know how he has that long list Maybe. of requirements that we say that I'm he'll not. never find a woman. But we'll ask them if we can get through just a few more of our questions. I just um, uh, put that in my notes, Jack. So we will ask that as well. We're going to let Natasha chime in on the question and then um, we'll move the panel forward. What was the question again? <laughs> what was the question, Sister George? Um, the question was, um, seeing as though you ladies are successful, um, how hard is it to find, um, men on your level? I think that was the question because I kind of came up with it in which, but, um, like how hard is it to find men? That that's, um, okay. How hard is it to find men on your level, um, that's dateable? Like how? Is it easy to date? Is it uh, easy within your dating life um, to find men that's on your, level? your level? Right. Like no, not, think, not um, for successful me, men. For me, it's not hard. Um, I think the problem that I have is I'm, I feel like I'm very well-rounded. So you can put me in any atmosphere and I can thrive. So, But when you date someone that's successful, sometimes their, their drawers are in a bunch. They don't know how to relax. I like to have a good time. I like, to have, I like to be silly. I can be serious when need be. I can be whatever it needs to be for me. Um, and I think that they're so uptight that I I find it difficult to date people that are as successful as me because they don't know how to relax and have a good time. Or, Thank you, Natasha. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Or the individuals that I um, ran into, um, they're very insecure, believe it or not. Because you have a person that's successful, you have a woman that's successful, but they still know how to have a good time. And because I have a very bubbly personality, I'm very friendly. I don't meet strangers. However, when you are dating someone that is successful, they're like, this is mine, 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 mine. Mm -hmm. Whereas we're just having a good time. Let's just let's just enjoy this moment and, and, and not be so insecure about who you are as a person. Because a person's accolades don't build character. I love it, uh, Natasha. And I agree with mm. you wholeheartedly. And she definitely has a super bubbly personality. And I guess that can be intimidated when you're the life of the party. And, and in addition, some successful men can be like socially awkward. So like for them, it's like weird that you're so bubbly and they could mistake that from you for you like flirting or, you know, I do think that, um, yeah, that, that you brought up a valid point. And um, thank you for your comment. Um, who was next? Uh, was it Dr. Bay? Yes. Um, Dr. Bay? I'm here. Okay. Um, did we ask you, okay, um, seeing as though you're very successful in your career, how hard was it to find somebody that was on your level or uh, is that a, was that an issue? Mm. <laughs> I don't look for men on my level because uh, I've dated men on my level and they I don't know. It's like they want to be competitive with you, you know. So I uh, what, I would you describe not, the competitiveness? Oh, oh, you got this. Oh, I have been got this. You know, stuff like this. <laughs> so um, I tend to not even talk about my career or whatever with whoever I'm dealing with. I just want to focus on 
what we like to do, um, conversations about life, like different things in general um, and stuff like that. I don't typically go on about what I do because it ain't like you can help me figure out what I, what I need to do. I mean, unless it's something dealing with uh, personality issues at work because, you know, you could be at work and people do certain things. Be like, well, how do you would have handled this situation? Other than that, I probably wouldn't. Uh, I'm not going um, I'm not gonna just be involved with men where I have to uh, talk about my career and that's all he focused on. I, I would want to deal with a man like that. And so if I'm not gonna deal with a man like that, I'm I don't I'm not wanting to do stuff like that. Oh, he gotta have his type of career in order for me to date him. He gotta have a certain type of character and a certain type of. Um, mm. A, a certain type of masculinity in order for me to date him because if he don't I'm not dealing with it thank you Dr. Bay that's actually interesting because that was one of the questions that I had um, on my list relating to successful women like kind of like looking down on men who um, are not on a certain level and I think both you and Vanetta um, and Natasha has even uh, indicated too that you know like that's not necessarily what you are focused on so thank you for um, your comment um, I have another question so I want to know, first of all, this chat is something else. Hold on. I, I wanted to respond to something that I saw in the chat. So DJ Knopf was saying that um, being that the women on the panel seem to be in their 30s or 40s, that how is it possible to meet dudes who don't have their stuff together? DJ Knopf, I'm assuming that was rhetorical because you can't be serious. And then Era Black TV was saying, if you have all that personality and it's positive, um, that you should be able to get him to relax. But that's not her job. <laughs> So I'm sorry. Um, I just had to, to add that in really quickly before I ask my question. So my question is, being that we have a panel full of successful, beautiful brown ladies, um, I want to know if you met the man of your dreams or let's say for Dr. Bay and LaCourtney, your wonderful husbands approached and said, babe, you know, this, this, you being so driven thing, it, it's not working. Um, you know, I feel like it's taking too much time. Uh, you know, it's causing you to take too much time away from the house. I feel like my needs aren't being met. I'd like for you to be, you know, to stay at home and just handle the, the house. And then for the other two ladies, I want to know if you met Mr. Wright, the, the man of your dreams who just, you just fell head over heels in love with. And he said, I love you, but, you know, I have, uh, you know, enough uh, businesses to kind of keep us afloat. I have all my ducks in a row and I no longer want you to work. I want you to, you know, stay at home and take care of the house. What would your response be? And I want to start with uh, Miss LaCourtney. Girl, <laughs> I don't uh -oh. even... I don't even entertain that kind of question. Uh oh. <laughs> um, no, ma'am. Um, <laughs> I don't. Even, it's some. I don't. It's some things I don't even like to entertain because it, 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 no way in the world <laughs> I would even be faced with such. But okay. um, honestly, in the beginning of my marriage, um, I did slow down on who I was um, as a woman. So I will speak like that. Um, I did. Um, I got married right, well, I met my spouse right after college. So a lot of my, um, 
uh, a lot of my uh, a lot of things changed and for what I was planning to do right after college when I met him and um, I got into a relationship with him ended up staying um, in Mississippi to get married I was going to leave to pursue acting 100% and so I stayed here and so it kind of changed the direction in which I went in my life so I went into teaching um, cause he was a, he started off, he was a teacher when we met and, a, um, head football coach when we met. So, um, stayed in Mississippi and I continue acting, but, um, being married now, I knew, I felt I needed to bring in steady income, even though he, you know, was handling things. I felt like I had to kind of change, you know, things around. And so I went into teaching I went into the school system as a reading coach, um, and I, I was in the school system for about four or five years of our marriage, and um, and I did that, and acting was put, you know, on the, the back side, and so I started missing me. I started missing exactly who I am and what my purpose was, and I became his wife and, you know, helped him you know, pursue his his goals of becoming an attorney. We moved what we had to move for him to grow and become um, what he wanted to become. And um, then it moved forward to him adding, becoming um, a, a politician. So I became the wife that was pushing him and was forgetting about my own personal goals and not really going after my own. So when my mom passed away in 2009, we got married in 2004. So it took all the way to 2009 for me to stop and be like, whoa, you're pushing your spouse to reach his goals. You're forgetting yours. So what I did was I started writing down, what are your goals? What is it that you want to accomplish in your life that you haven't yet? And so I started pursuing my, you know, my goals again. And so let me tell you, he was used to me being the wife of lifting him and, you know, getting him where he had to go. So he had to adjust. He had to accept that now it's my turn to focus on me. Right. And so, um, he, um, he's supportive of me. Um, he can't help but to be, cause I'm the kind of person that it doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm doing what I got to do for myself. So I don't think he would have ever let anything come out of his mouth <laughs> where he would not be supportive. So I can't even answer that question, but however, I wanted to express that in a marriage, you do have to stand your ground as well and focus on your goals as well. And don't let nothing come between what you want to accomplish for yourself um, I honestly, I can't even answer that question because I can't imagine. No, it. I think you answered it. And okay, I, I heard your response. Okay, Not only did you answer it, you also gave your own, you know, personal, um, your own personal uh, experience that you coupled your, with your answer. So, yes, you answered perfect. it perfectly. Well, there Thank we go, you. then. There we go. All right. <laughs> Thank Next. you. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Vanetta, the Vanetta experience, what would your response be in that situation? So, just to sum it up, um, the fact that if you met someone who's of your dreams, I don't even dream like that, but um, and they wanted you to kind of do a switch and be more a stay at home role. Yes. Is that okay? So, I'm answering. So, I have um, met the man that is like close enough to 
the person I felt like God built me for him. And he's the, the federal guy who travels a lot. And we both come to a sense of the fact that like, we love each other, we're in love with each other, but we're, we love each other enough, enough to let each other live our lives. Um, I feel like, you know, that saying, if you love something, let it go. If it's meant to be, it'll come back. And I feel like he'll come, we'll come back at a point where we both need to be. And um, he understands the importance of me having, being a businesswoman. So he probably would not, you know, want me to work corporate because he sees how I, <laughs> I am in the corporate realm because it, it impacts me. And it, I'm stressed out sometimes and he doesn't like seeing that viewpoint. But if he's like, once everything gets to his vision and he fulfills what he needs to do and we can be at a point where our lifestyles can um, blend well together, he has, you know, no problem of me, you know, pursuing, you know, my business is f- full time and so forth. And he actually, you know, loves that side of me um, and him being like the provider and um, so forth. Like he wants to go live in California. And I'm like, California, like I've lived on the West Coast before. And I'm like, it's expensive. But then I'm like, if you're working this hard and you're sacrificing now, I can see his vision and I don't have a problem because like I said, I was a, a, a wife before I can be your helpmate in that regard. And I can run, you know, my businesses and do as I please. He doesn't want children. So that's a great thing. And he doesn't mind uh, my kids. So that's a plus. I don't have to worry about having like a kid for him. I'm 42 and I'm like, I'm trying to get rid of this whole uterus. So um, in that sense, I'm like, that works oh out my gosh. Our, our dynamic. So I, can understand that piece. However, I am dealing with a uh, multimillionaire and he wants a traditional wife. And, you know, we've had talks um, before because I said, well, technically I wouldn't be the woman that you want. And he's like, that's the crazy thing. He said, because you are my weakness. I love women who are very intelligent, very business focused um, and so forth. But he wants the the house, the traditional housewife woman who, you know, puts family first. And at this point, like I've almost been 20 years in cor- corporate America. Like I have my businesses, like I've done that part of phase of my life. So I'm not opposed to not being in that position. He's um, presented his, um, his lifestyle, his portfolio in regards to being, you know, secure in that sense or the protector, the provider, um, me being a businesswoman, he likes that aspect because he's like, you know, I can pay you a salary. We can write it off on taxes and so forth. Like we can, um, the vision is there where it's doable. It's just, am I willing to, you know, move to where he is in Canada and like start over a whole nother lifestyle and so forth. That's what will be my sacrifice and giving up my freedom and, you know, playing being in that role that, you know, he would want me to be in. So I'm not, it's not a hard no for me, but we're still exploring that ideal of like, could this be a, a possibility? And so there's no pressure in like, he's giving me a deadline of like, this is, you know, when I wanted to be, we kind of let things happen organically. So it's not, like I said, a hard no for me. So I'm not opposed to giving up certain things to experience another experience um, that I've had before, but it's in a different setting, I guess you can say, or um, in a different vision. So, because like I said, I've done all the stuff that I feel like I needed, you know, I I have control that I can do, but it's just like, what else is there to come? Because, you know, people say, oh, you're blocking your blessing when you're trying to be too controlling of your life. If this man is supposed to be in my life and I'm supposed to be, you know, his future wife, I believe in God, he would make those things happen because he nudges me to, I kind of go off of, you know, 
when to start things. And that's how I have these different businesses I have because they've been my vision for a long time. But at a certain point, he like nudged me like, okay, I need you to do this. And I know when, you know, he's telling me what to do and I pray on it and ask for discernment. So, and I give it time. Usually it's like a a deferred, um, (laughs) deferred um, reaction from me, but I get there if that makes sense. Got you. Got you. Um, shout out to DJ Knopf. He says, Concrete, I was being serious. If you are a successful professional, then your environment, social circle, and dating pool should reflect such. If it doesn't, then somebody's lying. Um, DJ Knopf, I would actually propose the same question to you. Um, how many successful men have we seen in the space and they all are having um, some of the same similar stories that mm. they can't find women that are submissive and or beautiful um, and not fat and um, are giving them the things that they want. We hear a lot of yeah. men complain. Feminine, submissive, fit. Right. Like what, we hear a lot of men complain about that. Um, but we also hear arguments on the other side. So um, I would like to hear your response to that, please. And thank you. Um, Miss Natasha, uh, what is your response to Concrete's question? I'm sorry. The man of my dreams is not going to request of me to lose a piece of myself. Because if I give up everything that I work so hard for to appease him, I'm not being true to myself. So is that really love? Mm. Okay, sis. Okay. Um, and um, Vanetta did answer the question. Vanetta said she would actually um, do that. You know, she's not. Uh, In a, a way, she said yeah. if she could manage, you know, have her own business, I guess she would move from parapreneur to entrepreneur is kind of what right. she was saying. Right. Like right. full time. I wouldn't like with the, the guy that I feel like I'm built for, um, I would give up the corporate aspect, but I would still run my various businesses and, um, you know, play you know be his his wife and our yeah. lifestyle would look a little different because he doesn't want children he doesn't have children he doesn't want you know kids but he would accept you know my children but by that time my kids will probably be fairly almost out the house like my daughter she's out the house and so you would still have kids. all your businesses yeah exactly. okay you would just I give up corporate okay, okay. Right. yeah but yeah we got you we got you dealing with in um canada that i'm entertaining it's like I would definitely have to, to rearrange that and kind of put stuff on hold. Um, so it, it would probably be some um, compromise in there with some reasoning, reasoning because he does have a young child. Um, I think he's like, uh, he, has, he's, he has a young son who's four. And um, it would see what level of um, involvement I need to be in the household because if it's just my kids in the house with him and me, is I can work that. But if it's like his younger son there I would need to see how much time that I would need to um, cultivate you know with him and his right son, if that makes sense so that's where we are still yeah. kind of working out is that a possibility yeah I, think, yeah, I understand fully um just kind of I guess clarifying for the chat yeah what did he say like if you're a successful you should already have those people surrounded by oh yeah yeah i think oh, they yeah. uh talk a lot of mess just for the sake of talking it, mess because like i said big. yeah we've heard these same arguments from the opposite side <laughs> saying that they are successful but they have a hard time finding american yeah. women that are feminine submissive and um uh, um 
at the right in the right, right weight class. And they um, have to so check their energy too. I wanna, like I tell people, they have to tweak their approach to things too and check we their energy. I want to. I want to pose that question after okay. we get through okay. a few questions. Um, I want to pose that question because I do want to let you ladies respond to that because I'm interested okay, to see perfect. what you'll say. Because I, I definitely want to answer that question. It's a great question. Yes. So when yeah. you pose it, I'm totally ready for that. Okay. Got you. Got you. Got you. Um, Dr. Bay, uh, what is your response to Concrete's question? Well, I had wanted to respond to the question. You talking about the question where would I date a man who uh, who want me to stop doing what I'm doing? Yes. I, I would. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Well, all right. like, why, 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 she why, just why, cut and try like, yep, baby, yep. I mean, I'm, I guess because I'm a different breed of cheat. Because like, I always look at women. We are feminine. We supposed to be at home. I'm like a traditional. Like, I feel like that, but I'm not traditional because of the time that I was born in. So I'm an '80s baby. So I was born in a time where we kind of in between, like women wanting to be independent and women wanting to um, be, you know, be raised, you know, raise the kids and cook and clean and know and take care of their man. So, but I'm the type of woman I like to be that type of person. I want to take gotcha. care like of him on that aspect. Not Me too, Doctor Bay. Me too. Not, not financially. Or whatever, but I, I want him to take care of me, like mentally, physically, financially, make me feel sexy enough to want to be at home in negligee cooking your food. You know, make me be se sexy, like make me feel sexy enough, or like that you're loyal enough for me too. Babe, I cook dinner, I got everything clean, your clothes wash, your work clothes iron. I want to be like him to do me that good, treat me that good, where I want to do that. Now, the guy that I married, he is that traditional type of guy. But at the end of the day, he still expects a woman to work because he feel like, well, I can't take care of everything by myself. You know, like if something was to happen mm -hmm. to him, like if something was to happen to him, he just we we just have to have a leg to stay on. That's how he look at my job. It's not like a job to take care of the house. It's a job to if he if something happened to him. Um, yeah, just to supplement or in case of. Yeah, like this. You know, we don't have this income put, you know, in saving in case something happens. So my thing is, I'm the t I'm a woman, I'm a work, I'm a cook, I'm a clean, I'm going to do all that. But if I'm working and doing cooking and cleaning and doing all that, I, it's going to be harder for me to be that traditional wife, you know, where I'm at home cooking and cleaning and washing your clothes. But, you know, if I'm in the mood, <laughs> I do it, but my husband don't require it. And that's what I appreciate about him. He don't require that traditional wife thing because he know I work and he know I have a business and he know, you know, all of that. But he know I will do it if, if you know, if he say, well, look, I done did this. You ain't got to work no more. He know I'm willing to be that woman, to to be that traditional wife for him. So I'm not, okay. I'm not the woman that's, I don't know, I'm not the woman that's, Mad that man wanna go work and want me to be at the house. Now, if he want me to just be right. at home all the time, I, my being at home, I'm gonna be doing my hobbies. I'm gonna be working out. I'm gonna be shopping. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna do what I want to do. But now, if you one of them type of men, well, no, you need to be at home. Period. Then you ain't the one for me. I can't do this. Cause I'm gonna be out mm -hmm. and about. I love it. Doing my thing. 
Um, see, what was that message? I think the lady had popped up saying, I'd be scared that if a, a man needs Oh, I, what was it I said? Was it from Janelle? Yeah. I'd be scared I'd be my help. I don't know why. I just feel like they can't take care of themselves. So the thing is, I, I'm just going to chime in really quickly because I saw it and it's just kind of like, you have to understand the foundation of what your relationship is based off. Like I'm God fearing and the man that I attract are, are God fearing men as well. Like we pray for each other. I lay my hands on the man that I'm dealing with. We, you know, we, um, we are there for each other. And I think when people don't understand the role as a wife is, is that man's helpmate, and you have to help him bring his vision, his godly vision will that he's supposed to into life. Most of these, most men don't know what they want that what they're supposed to do in life. And that's why you have so many um, unevenly yoked relationships where these women are trying to help these men, but these men need to help themselves and understand what their vision is. Technically, but they maybe, should not uh, be taking on a wife if they don't know what their vision is to lead their, their family and their household. You do, you do bring about a very, very good point with that because I think like... Um, maybe Janelle is referring to like the 50-50 on the bills type of man. And um, with the 50-50 on the bills type of man, I think a lot of women, I think um, the mindset is probably growing to more and more of a 50-50 type of thing. Mm -hmm. But uh, at one point, I don't think um, now I feel like most most black women, most American women have worked in their relationships, of course. But um, I don't think that it was a 50 50 type of thing um, in most relationships. I've seen maybe like 70, 30, 60, 40, but right. never like a half half type of relationship. And I think that's what she was referring to. Right. She said that that's what she was referring and, to. And so with that, if you look at the 50 50, I look at it as if you're not willing to it just depends like and that's another thing if this is something that you're not going to share your money have an, an explanation why you don't want that because i'm like what are you going to do with your your income if you want this man to solely provide for the household when i look at the, the man's job is to take care of like the mortgage or rent whatever you your lifestyle you choose um you know the expenses towards the home you know food medical um things that's all surrounding the household now if you want this man to pick up your student loans your car note that you had previous to him and some other you know um expenses you have because like i don't have a lot of expenses the only debt i have is student loan debt i don't have any credit card debt um i don't have a, a vehicle note and anything like that so um most of my money goes into my family and my overhead and into my businesses so it's like what are you choosing to do with your money if you want him to take care of all the, the that's a fair like, question are you willing very to live fair in, question are you willing to live in a studio apartment because i have I'm, i was born and me and different cultures they sacrifice a lot um, especially with the hispanic family they live with their family members and just like africans mm -hmm. they live with their family members. asians do the same yeah currently i'm with a guy who has a three-bedroom apartment he he's he's there his twin brother's there and his cousin's there it doesn't bother me because I'm not here all the time and I, I'm not in his space all the time. So I, it doesn't bother me at all because I particularly have roommates and my kids. So I stay in a three bedroom as well. So I don't want to entertain him fully in my whole, my household. So I have a clubhouse or we go out and do things. So it just depends on what you want out of life. Are you willing to sacrifice and live with like the family yeah. or live in the basement apartment and um, or a studio apartment? So he's able to cover the rent, the mortgage or whatever the case may be and those household yeah. expenses. So then the money yeah. you have, what are you doing with your money? Are you investing in the stock market? Are you putting it into a business? Uh, are you putting it into other assets? 
assets that's going to create some generational wealth for your family? Like, what are you choosing to do with your money? Or do you want to spend it on your hair, nails, makeup? Um, that too. I think that's a fair <laughs> question. <laughs> but what are you I, your money? I, yeah. That's a fair question. And I think I'm glad that, you know, you did um, kind of have us pull that back up. But I think Dr. Bay kind of also touched on that too when she said, you know, for her dynamic, if, if you know, me working outside the home is, you know, we're, we're, put, we're saving the money that I make or the money that I make maybe for vacations or, you know, we're, we're putting it into an account where, you know, we can make renovations to our home or whatever. I do think that it's a selfish mentality that you want the man to pay all all the bills and you keep every dime of your money and you don't have any exactly. investment in the home. That's kind of like, eh. but like I wanted to let uh, sister George get her next question in and I see we got a super chat too. Okay. Um, shout out to brother Leo Anthony. He says, shout out to the shout out to this breakdown of successful black women perspective. Um, mm, thank thanks, you so Leo. much brother Leo Anthony. And shout out to Al Boogie. He says, get the likes up for all this cap and interesting <laughs> show, ladies. Thank um, you, thank Al Boogie, so with Al. the shade. Um, also, shout out to Kick Cloud Kicker for this cash app. Thank you so much. We appreciate that. Thank um, you. My next question. Okay. And so uh, Dr. Bay and I have talked about this extensively. Um, so I hear a lot of people say that they don't receive the support of their friends and family until after they've made it. Is that a true or false statements for you ladies? And I will start off with LaCourtney first. Courtney, are you there? Okay, I'll come back to LaCourtney. Um, Dr. Bay, what about you? What say you? Is that a true or false statement for you? For me, um, for me, I've had uh, different businesses and over, over the years. I noticed that people, um, people, uh, I'm, I mean, maybe it's my circle. But people in my circle haven't been supported. You know, my expectations of their support would be uh, would have been higher, you know, than what they have done. So I'm like, oh, okay, you support me, but you supported me after you seen me on this magazine cover, or oh, you support me after you seen me on um, doing this interview, or you supported me after you saw me have a certain level of success. I want you to support me when I ain't sold nothing. So um, I've noticed, like, with all of my businesses that I've had, that I haven't had that level of support. But then now I know that it's not about what I expect from other people. It's about um, just keeping that motivation myself to keep going. And whoever's going to support me, um, normally it's going to be somebody you never met. Um, and you have to just keep going. You have to keep going without that support. But you do want the support from family and friends. But if they don't support you, you can't take it like that you're not doing what you need to be doing. You have to keep going. Whatever motivated you to start, you just have to keep that perseverance and keep going. Okay. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Um, Vanetta, what about you? So that narrative is false for me because 
um, like I stated, I'm an over um, communicator. So when I go into my business ventures with my family and my friends, I communicate what's what's going on. And then I also communicate like my expectation of support I need from them um, because support doesn't always have to be a financial backing. It could be them telling, you know, um, networking, um, if I have an event going on, just spreading the word or putting it on their social media account. Support from family could be like, take the kids because I'm going out of town for a two-day conference or I'm going to be out of town for a mm -hmm. week. Hey, dad, I need you to pop in on the kids. Um, even though I have the security camera to watch them, I still need, you know, my friends to check in on the kids if they need anything. So support could mean, not also mean um, financially and pouring into your business but it can also be just support in your lifestyle like there's certain things that i need to be taken care of like i have friends that'll say well what do you need from me and i'm like i need this from you i need you to contact your um, corporate corporate office to see if they have a, a business um you know um thing that they're donating to you know um small you know business women entrepreneurs or you know minority businesses and so forth like that like utilize their corporate um leverage um of um access to to stuff that I wouldn't have access to. So support for me, like I said, is a false narrative. And I think that's probably why I became so successful. And I can sit into the person that I am and I'm still becoming um, because of that support, even like with, um, you know, friends that like I'm in the cigar business. This is the new business for me. Oh, even though I've been smoking cigars for a long time, it's a whole nother world behind the scenes because I had to find a cigar distributor that I could trust it. And I wanted almost like a direct connect from Cuba. So I flew down to Tampa and I had friends who lived in Tampa that were like, okay, check this out or go here or go to Ybor City. And I went and I spent the day there and I ended up getting a connect. So it's things like that where it's like, I just need you to to help share your network with me, but not to the point where I need them to give me a monetary um you know, donation or a monetary um, to pay for my services. And then I also have friends who are entrepreneurs. I'll, I'll give some advice, but when I feel like it's crossing a consulting line and I'm giving too much, I'm like, hey, I might need to invoice you. And they're fine with that. And I have friends who are the same way. We can consult up to a certain point. And it's like, okay, but I might need you to, I might need to invoice you for that. And I write it off on my business expenses. So I feel like in my lifestyle, um, it's a false narrative because I do have friends and family who support me, but I also communicate to them the support I need from them. Okay, thank you so much for that, Benetta. Um, shout out to Jack Spade. Um, really Jack, Jack Spade says, hey, when is my question going to be asked to the panel? There is a reason why I'm curious. Hurry up, Concrete. He ain't got all right. <laughs> I actually have Girl. it on my list, um, Jack. We certainly will get to it. I think I have one more question in front of it, and then I will be asking your question. Okay. Um, Natasha, uh, I'll ask the question again. And the question was, I hear a lot of people talk about the family, uh, excuse me, talk about the support um, of their family and friends. Um, and they say they don't really receive the, the support until after they've made it. Is that a true or false statement for you? It's true and false. I think I used to have a trucking company as well. And when I did the logistics company with my ex-husband, I didn't have a lot of support at all, um, which made me go harder, you know, because now I got to prove a point. Um, so I think now when I started the jewelry business, I do find I have more support. If it's nothing but purchasing something or sharing my post to me, that support. Um, 
I don't think with my family, not so much who I would have thought would be more supportive are not as supportive, but the ones that I wouldn't have thought would have been supportive are actually really supportive. So it's 50, 50 for me. Gotcha. 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 Um, Mr. Albert said, what about government support? You mean like how, how like half America pr- applies for like a business loan, that support? And they give um, it to the, the big businesses, even though it's designated for small businesses. Is that the type of support he's talking about? Maybe that's the type of support he's talking about. Oh, okay. I don't, I, I don't know. Cause they kind of get like, um, that everybody's a welfare queen or everybody like what? <laughs> I you know. mean, clearly that's not the case. I, <laughs> Oh, they're so cringe. Um, okay. Did we oh look Courtney? Um, what about your uh what about what what's your answer? Is that a true or false statement for you that you won't receive the support until you've made it? Okay, for me, um when I I can put it this way, it's in the beginning, when I um, first started out as an entrepreneur, um, support didn't come from family and friends as I thought it would. So mind you, you know, I've been in for 10 years. So I thought because I supported people so much and cheer people on so much, okay, here I am launching mines. They're definitely going to support me. Yeah, no. <laughs> so a lot of... Um, so I had a rude awakening in the beginning, but I did not let that stop me. So it immediately uh, uh, changed my mindset and opened my eyes to the fact that you got to push and go hard. It does not matter who support you, who doesn't support you. What matters is who support you. And, um, you know, so I found that over the years that they saw that I was still going I I would gain more support over time. So yes, as you become, as I became more successful in the things and, and they saw that I was still going, then more support started coming. Um, And then now be it, especially with real estate, I'm actually getting more support in real estate because I believe that they've seen me over the 10 years, not giving up on anything that I'm doing. And I actually make use, uh, would make the statement all the time that you know i didn't get here by who didn't support me i got here by who support me and that's who i concentrate on and that's who i'm thankful for um so i could say that my personal experience is over time as they begin to see that i'm still going i'm still in it i'm still winning regardless if they supported me or not then more supporters are coming um so it's a true statement to an extent that um, they want to see that you thrive it before they want to put a hand in it or, or you know, be vocal about their support or, you know, or show their support. Okay. Thank you so okay. much. Um, I I'll have, I'll have another one. Okay. Um, I just kind of want to address something from the chat. Um, a lot of men are kind of asking about affirmative action um, and the type of support <laughs> that you've received in your business endeavors and or um, like affirmative, affirmative action as far as your work environment. Um, now, and, and, and it seems to be like uh, I get kind of perturbed at this. 
Um, men want you to fight against the system that will actually benefit you. Um, let's just say, let's just say, um, you have a lot of men in this space and this in this particular space. Um, that don't want to be with black women. Um, you have a lot. Uh, we just had one who says, save yourself, black man. They're oh willing to travel to other countries yeah, um, to, to, be a, to, to, to take care of women in other countries. Um, mm -hmm. They're mad at the system and how the system has been in support of women. But um, being that the system is in support of women, and the men aren't getting married. Uh, marriage is on a decline, a a very deep decline um, in marriage. Um, I think women are in sur in survival mode. And so then when you talk about women being in survival mode, like women have to do for themselves, women exactly. have to take care of themselves. Men, you guys are saying that you don't want to get married. You want to you don't want to participate in a system um, I'm I'm trying to figure out because it seems that you guys kind of talk out of both sides of your asses, exactly. and it's it's confusing to me because it's saying, well, do you take the support? Okay, if they have a loan um, that's specifically for black women, um, black women would benefit from this loan. Do you think black women would be dumb enough to well, leave money on the table? Um, let when, me when, say when, this it, it's confusing to me. It, it's it's annoying, but I want to say really quickly, I don't want to spend a lot of time on this because I feel like it's going to sidetrack everything. Um, like, I feel like in addition, affirmative action is not just for black women. There's not a black woman that I know of. And um, uh, half of the panel, half of the panel were directly from, um, we're directly from Sister George and I invited the other two ladies. I don't know a black woman who don't work hard as heck, who don't do the work of multiple people in their capacity, who has not been underpaid and overworked. So let's not act like black women just have this easy road. This is annoying to me and I don't want to spend a lot of time talking about it because I feel like we're having a, a great discussion and there's so much right. more that I want to ask the ladies, but it is annoying and thank you I for highlighting it. Yeah, I, I just things. had to get it out the way in. because it's annoying as hell. Like, yeah, yeah girl, I know, but we, we yeah, only have we don't have a lot of time left, so I just wanted to keep seconds. the panel moving forward. See, I want to just spend sixty seconds in that environment. It's funny how, like they said, these men go overseas and um, get these type of women and um, bring them back to the United States, but they have to understand, like Let's I said. Some of these women aren't in survival mode and they only Listen. like the, the fact that they survive in the U.S. because my dad is dating a Filipino woman like that. She married a military man when she was real young, put up with a lot of his stuff. She didn't even like him, but she knew she needed to find a better way for herself and mm -hmm. she takes care of her family back in the Philippines and she's still taking care of her family back in the Philippines after he died and she uses his, you know, she has his military benefits. And so it's like you were to go help somebody from another country instead of help your own culture and work together for what? But it's the thing is, these men aren't attracting women who like them. Oh like, my gosh, this is annoying like me. And so I'm like, find somebody who like you and you won't have this situation. Well, let me let, let Courtney respond real quick and then we're going to move no. on. Like, there's no, no false superiority. No one on this panel is looking down their nose at anybody. Jesus. Right. Go ahead, look, Courtney. No, that's exactly what I was about to suggest is that we just please just move on. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Thank you so much because I, I, you know, I don't want it to ruin the energy on the panel. We're already kind of a little ticked off at it. So let's move on. Thank you, LaCourtney. I agree with you wholeheartedly. And I have another great question. Hold on one second that I want to pose to the beautiful women on the panel and 
one second because I've like literally just that took me off my square. Okay, so what was my question? Oh, um, okay, so we know that there's a lot of talk about, oh my gosh, so I don't even highlight this mess. But anyways, we know that there's a lot of talk about um, high value men. And, uh, you know, there's a large focus on it in this space. Um, this is the space that I'm sure you all, all you ladies know, but um, Kevin Samuels actually you know, started his YouTube career in this space. Well, um, shortly after he started his YouTube career, he played a, a major role in this space um, himself doing like image consulting and all of that stuff. So um, he kind of reframed the toy, the reframe the, the word high value man. And um, so it's, it's extremely, it, the popularity kind of grew out of this space. Um, I want to ask as it relates to a high value man, when we talk about a high value man who has it all, who is, you know, hardworking, admired by his peers, has amassed a certain level of success in his field, um, what what benefits can a high value man derive from dating or mating with a, um, you know, parapreneur, a, a, a driven career focused you know, businesswoman. What are the benefits that a woman like that can bring to a high value man? And I'll start with LaCourtney. Y'all are not gonna like me with this because I uh -oh. I do not I do not like the term high value. I don't know when that started and why it has become such a huge thing. Like it's like you're putting men on a pedestal because of whatever their background, career, however much money they're making, that that don't that I don't even that doesn't even do anything for me. That term, I look for God value men. I look for men who have good standards because it, you can make all the money in the world and be an asshole. You got what I'm saying? Um, Facts. I don't like. I don't even like to um, even waste my time speaking on that term. I don't like it. You all, I'm going to pass the torch to you all and let you all talk about well, it. Well, what if we I, just talk about, for your, for the sake of you answering the question, just a successful man. So what, what value would, you know, a career-driven woman bring to someone who has already amassed a certain level of success and, you know, they're, they're extremely successful in their career field. Okay. Like, what is the value that dealing with a woman who's driven and business-focused and business-minded, what's the value that she could bring or that they could, you know, have a, as a couple together. Boom. All right. So, because that, that really strikes a nerve when I hear that term. It really kills me. But, yes. Yeah, so, basically, you know, you're two strong-minded individuals that have your, me as a woman, have my specific skill sets and, um, you know, way I operate. And then I can bring my ideas, my skill sets to the table, couple it with yours, and then we build an empire together. I help you rise in what you're doing. See, a, a woman should be able to be an asset to a man and the man be an asset to the woman. And when they gel together, they build together, you know, to create a life, you know, a, um, a, a successful life together, you know, as a couple of empire together. Um, you know, for me, I feel that it's just, you know, it's two different, I, we discuss it. You, you could, it, a man could want, 
either a woman that he takes care of or a woman that he can build with. And I'll put it that way. Um, I'm the type of woman that want to build with you. Uh, I was, I am a woman who was taken care of in the beginning of my marriage. Even though I was bringing in money, it was like, you do what you want to do with your money. That's your money. Um, and so my spouse took care of me, you know, anything I wanted, needed, you know, he funded or whatever, you know. So I, I can say that I'm in my marriage. Of course, we've been almost um, two decades together. I know what it feels like to just be taken care of. And I don't like it. Like, you know, like I got to mm. bring in my own, hold it down on my own. So that's when I started stepping into my own and bringing, you know, my own to the table. So, you know, you want to be an asset to a man that's all, already, you know, if he's driven and he has, you know, he's his success, then you you bring in yours and you add to it and y'all build together and make an empire. Thank you for that response, LaCourtney. Um, Vanetta, the same question to you. Um, yeah, I'm okay. Ask the question again because I was thinking about a couple of things when. Uh, <laughs> so, what what value does a career driven, successful woman bring to uh, a, a successful man? Like, you know, I use the to the term high value because that is a popular term in this space, and it was um, kind of coined or it may it gain re regain popularity right. from this space. Like, what what would be the benefit of a high value man dating someone who's driven and equally as successful and just hardworking, business minded woman. Yeah, so just some back information in that regards to this high value term that has been thrown around so loosely within the last like three to four months. Um, I had did some research and it had like the last time I could trace it back to was like 2016. And then um, Kevin Samuels, his platform, he was able to make a, a, a YouTube a video he did go viral because of some of the snippets that he has said. I actually don't have a problem with what he says or how he says things because I tell people I have looked at all his videos and you can see when it escalates with the woman and it may look like it's coming off kind of harshly. But it's just like, if he's like, hey, if your objective as a woman is to have a husband and a family, you need to do it within a certain time period. And that needs to be your focus. Because he's like, you know, what are you going to college for? What is that college degree or your career going to do if your focus is to be a wife and, and be a mother and so forth, you know? Um, and that's just his stance on it. And I don't see anything wrong with it. However, in my case, um, if I look at a high value man, like, I don't feed too much into the terminology. Like I said, I've dated multi-millionaires. You know, I'm kind of asshole myself, but but I'm like a really good good asshole. So I do attract some of those assholes, but I know how to to deal in their um, world. Um, but they also can offer some other um, characteristics and things that I look for to. Um, like, I don't mind you being confident and knowing that, like, hey, if my, my woman needs this, I'm going to go get it by any means necessary. You know, I prefer that kind of mindset versus the man that's like the beta who's just kind of like real passive and will allow me to just go and, and do certain things. But um, just to answer the, the question is, um, hmm. Yeah, I'm just not, you know, like feeding into like this high value. But what I can bring to the table is because I am successful, our family will be successful. Our children are going to be successful, whether, you know, if they, like I said, I have a boy and a girl. And if he has kids and so forth, they're going to be able to see the dynamic there where the man, my husband is head of the house. He is, is going to hear the word from God. He's going to, the man that I married chose to, you know, um, 
ask for my opinion because he found it of value. Um, but he still made the overall decision because sometimes I'm like, I don't, I make executive decisions in my business. I need you to just go ahead and quarterback that babe. And I'll, you know, fall in line and support you where I need, you know, to support you at. And being a strategic, um, being a very analytical, I can help in the, the family dynamics because like we run the household. We, you know, we take care of the kids. Like I said, I got a kid in, in school in the public school system. I got a kid who's homeschooled. So I have to structure a little different. And if they, he had kids, I would have to like figure out how this is going to fall in where everyone can be happy, healthy and nurture and cultivate the children in the ecosystem we chose to build together. Um, and I think that's the, the biggest thing. And um, Latrice, am I pronouncing your name right? But La- Courtney, she had mentioned yeah, in regards to you're either going to be taken care of or you're going to build with a person. I personally, like I said, I was groomed to be a traditional housewife where I would be taken care of by my husband. However, I didn't like being in that space. My husband did take care of me and he, you know, I was afforded the opportunity to be that housewife, but I, it wasn't for me. It didn't fit with me. And he respected that. And he was like, you know, okay, so what can we do to to help make you happy? Because I don't want to be resentful in doing things and saying I had to give up so much of who I am as a person to accommodate you and our family. Um, So you just need to find a partner who respects that. So being a successful woman in my business and so forth, or in corporate America, I'm also successful in my household or successful with my um, husband or the person I choose to partner with. They love those qualities about me. They love the fact that I can like call and, you know, get things done if they're too busy to, to, to handle it. And that's what, you know, they love about that. And I'm also nurturing and also giving to him. And I'm also able to love on him because I don't have the stress that, you know, um, to, to take care of everything, I can rely on him and say, hey, babe, I need you to do this. And whenever he needs to do it at his time, we communicate that. And that's when I make it known and say, oh, when do you think that this will be able to be done? Is it something to be done in a week or so forth? We communicate. I think the more you communicate yeah. with your partner, the better it is in any dynamic that you wanted to be in. And that's you know. Thank you, Vanetta. Um, I'm going to let Natasha answer, but I wanted to say something really quickly. So um, when I think, of, and I guess I'm not bothered by the term, well, I get number one, we have a platform in this space. And then to, um, you know, to me, it, you know, it's semantics. If we say high value successful, I, I, you know, whatever um, for me, but I wanted to respond just because I asked the question because just by, you know, having a brief conversation with you ladies over the past, you know, hour and 45 minutes, I can see that each of you would bring your own inherent value to any relationship that you're in. For me, as a career-driven woman, the value that I can bring to a high-value man is like, you know, immeasurable. Um, You know, I am extremely resourceful. Um, You know, we have you know, LaCourtney with her knowledge in real estate, a high value man could be someone who's a developer or someone who could use that as an asset, you know, Vanetta and her, you know, I special IT skills. And, you know, we have Dr. Bay, a businesswoman, and, uh, you know, Natasha and her uh, consulting skills and business skills. So I just think that, you know, I see automatically a benefit to anyone that, that you ladies would enter into a relationship with um, being able to, to, benefit from your knowledge and your skill. Um, but I will allow Natasha to respond and then we'll get Dr. Bay in and um, toss it back to Sister George. Very good question. Um, for me, I don't think it's just what I bring to a table for a high performing 
um, black man is just who I am as a person and what I bring to the table with any man that I encounter. Um, I think that, you know, you're, that question makes me want to toot my own horn. I don't do that very well. So I, I just think that I would bring in who I am, what I bring to the table as far as all dynamics of me. But the first person, the first characteristics that I would say is being God-fearing and spiritual. Um, because without that, everything else is just nothing. If you don't have God in the in the equation and let him lead you, you personally, you can't really be of any resource to any man or woman for that matter. So for me, I'm going to keep it simple. LaCourt kind of, did I pronounce your name right? LaCourtney, beautiful name. She kind of, a lot of things that she said, I totally agree with, but I just want to add that. I think that it's very important for me. I'm very spiritual um, guided. So I pray a lot and I ask God to guide me a lot of things that I do. And I think that is something that I would bring to the table for a high performing man. Thank you. Thank you, Natasha. I appreciate your response. And then Dr. Bay, it's on you, dear. Um, What is your response to the question? Um, could you repeat the question? Sure. Um, just as it relates to dating a highly successful man. So, you know, a highly successful man who is, you know, business oriented, he has already amassed a certain level of success. What's the benefit for a man like that to date a driven, uh, career focused, um, you know, um, self-starting woman? Like what would be the benefit for a man like that? Uh. I feel like it's a lot of benefits they could uh, <clears throat> benefit from each other. Um, like first and foremost, if they have a level head, if you have a level-headed man, regardless of how successful he is, he's gonna be he's gonna be beneficial. <laughs> so you know he's gonna when you're like when you're frantic, he's gonna calm you down, and vice versa the same way with him when he's frantic or when he's panicking. She's gonna, you know, she gonna, she gonna make sure you're okay. It's like, uh, he gonna make sure you okay. Um, and if you if you're a successful businesswoman and you deal with a man who is in business, and he he may not know certain things, you can tell him, oh well, this may help your business. I heard about this. Um, this may help you out, and he he'll look into it and or get the people to look into it and he'll figure it out. So, I mean, it could be very beneficial because if you got a man who's highly successful or however you want to, whatever, whatever you consider success, highly successful could mean whatever you want it to mean. Um, if you have a man that's highly successful and you have a woman um, that's just as equally successful, if they both level-headed individuals, they're going to be successful together. So I think it'll be very beneficial. Um, of both parties. Um, hopefully I answered the question, <laughs> but. Um, you answered the question really well. Thank you. That was, you brought some, made me think about something that I didn't even think about before. Even the piece that, you know, you would be able to provide like a highly successful man, you know, a lot of times they're being pulled in all these different directions. And um, I've heard several of you ladies talk about how you're able to make your own schedule. And so there's a little bit more flexibility. So even being able to kind of like, you know, be a place of peace or a soft 
uh, place for him to land after dealing with all the business dealings and everything that he has to deal with out in the external um, business world. So um, that made me think about that too. But thank you, Dr. Bay, for answering the question. We did get a super chat from Ray Alexander. He says, dating and marrying a high value woman is important to a man's success. A high value woman is intelligent, resourceful, and an asset. She adds value to his life. Ray, you better say that. <laughs> Thank you so much. We appreciate the super chat. Uh, Sister George, it's on you. What's your next question, dear? Okay. Um, what I wanted to ask the ladies are gender roles as defined in your relationship, seeing as though you all are career women. That's a good one. Girl, I was trying. <laughs> um, first, we'll start off with LaCourtney. Courtney, are you there? <laughs> hey, what was the question? Um, are gender roles as defined in your relationship, seeing as though you guys are successful career women? Um, my husband is the head. Um, he's um, you know, I respect him and he respects me. Um, you know, the role is me as his wife, and he is my husband. <laughs> That's it. Okay. Okay. Um, what about you, Vanetta? Are gender roles as defined in your relationships, um, seeing as though you're a career woman? Um, absolutely. Like I said, when I was married and so forth, um, like what Courtney stated, my husband, he's a husband, I'm the wife. However, we discuss what that dynamic would look like. Um, you know, it wasn't hard for us because we were able, you know, like he told me what his vision was and I was able to help support him in that vision and, um, you know, be that helpmate for him as well as, you know, taking care of the children, ensuring they were cultivated and so forth like that. I think the biggest part is when people get so caught up in like gender roles, they look at it like, okay, do you cook every day? Like my husband probably actually cooked more than I, <laughs> I did when I look back on our, um, our marriage. But, um, and that's because he enjoyed cooking. So if he enjoys cooking, why would I want to, you know, circumvent that and take that away from him and say, no, I'm the wife and I should do all the cooking. No, like it's certain things that, you know, if that's a joy he, he gets, why not? And it's like, far as like, in my, you know, um, dating or dealing with the men that I have, like I said, I date a celebrity chef. He loves going to the grocery store and so forth. So guess what? I don't ever have to go to the grocery store when I'm with him. I'm like, yeah, okay, you got that. He loves running around and going to various places and so forth and, you know, cooking for me. I'm, I'm thankful that I do attract men who love to cook, but I can also cook as well. They love when I cook for them and I cater to them and, and so forth. Um, but I think, you know, we, we are so into these boxes, like a man should, you know, take out the trash and do this. And that. Well, I got a kid, you know, we got kids and they're teenagers and, you know, we can say, look, they have to learn, you know, the skill set too. They can take out the trash. Um, or like if a man is the one, like my grandfather, he used to sit and pay all the bills and stuff like that. And um, we do it collectively. If we're, you know, in the same household, we're sitting down and we're making sure, all, you know, all the bills are prioritized and are taken care of. Um, it's a joint effort. It's not like, oh, since he's the head, he pays, you know, he pays all the bills and he um, makes sure he has money for all the bills and so forth like that. No, because of my dynamic, I'm a partnership. I'm helping to, you know, add to the pot of him paying the bills and we do it together to make sure because it's something that he may miss something and I 
definitely being in my career field as an IT auditor, I want to make sure that doesn't happen. So it impacts our family life and um, so forth. So there's some roles that are gender gender specific, but then there's other roles that is like it's fluid. It's like if he wants to cook, I cook. If I feel like taking out the trash, I take out the trash. I don't make that big deal. Um, you you do what is best for your ecosystem that you created. So you don't have one party that's like leaned heavily on when I look back at my mom and my dad my dad was in the military and my mom she did everything and she felt her sense of identity was like hidden by just being a mom like she was just like probably tired of being a mom and I could understand that like I tell my kids sometimes it's exhausting being your mother today and I let them know I'm honest and that's how I say it but I still nurture them and I still love on them and so forth. But I'm like, hey, I need to be Vanetta. And that's why I have this, you know, personal branding of the Vanetta experience that I can be who I am and have my own identity where it's outside of the mom realm or the, the corporate realm or the, the, the businesswoman realm. You know, you still are who God designed you to be. And that needs to, to show in your, your, your family's you know, structure. Okay, thank you so, so, so very much, Vanetta. Um, Natasha, what is your response? Of course, my father is a pastor, so I believe in the man being the head of the household. But ultimately, the way things are now, we come together and we collaborate and we discuss what's best for our family. But ultimately, he has the final say. So that's how my dynamics works. Like, he, he's the head. And he's supposed to lead the family now because I'm such a, I'm very vocal. It has to make sense for me to understand it. Unless it's going to be all hell, but ultimately he is the um, head of the household and everybody okay. equally does things. So if the trash needs to be taken out and I'm the person that's doing it, that's fine. And likewise, there's certain things that I just won't do. Like I'm not, I'm not more on the line. I don't want to, I don't feel like it. That's not my job. I'm not going to do it. Um, but there's other things that, I, you know, I don't mind doing it. But like um, Vanetta Experience said, we have children. They can do that. They can mow the grass. They can take the garbage out. They can wash the dishes. Um, so we have little minions that can do certain things for us. Okay. Okay. Or at the end of the day, like I had a nanny and I had a housekeeper, like when I need them, like I have a whole support team behind me if I need it. I can do it myself. However, I'm like my energy is better used at um, being a piece for my husband or my partner and nurturing him and catering to him. So I'm like, I'm going to hire a nanny for the weekend. We're going to go take a staycation. It's things like you need to know when to enact certain resources. And that's why I'm having a businesswoman and being and, and adding to the financial product. You can like enact those people to help as your support system. So you're not burnt out. Okay. Um, thank you so much. Um, I don't know if we got Dr. Bay in there. I'm going to read these super chats real quick. Um, shout out to Spiritual Hulk. He says, government empowered women to weaken competent men from protecting their families from corrupt government and government will soon take everything from women and then it'll be proven why men need legal authority. Um, oh, thank you so much, oh. Spiritual Hulk. Um, that was powerful. Um, shout out to Mr. Curlin. Hey, babe. Um, he says, if they don't mind sharing, what are the panel of signs? Um, I also will ask, 
if you do have questions that you want read out loud and asked to the panelists, um, we ask that you super chat your questions. This will not, I repeat, this will not be an open panel. Um, we, However, we do have uh, Ms. LaCourtney. Um, she's getting ready to take off. So I wanted to let her in real quick before we got uh, Dr. Bay. Um, and to answer the question, um, Ms. LaCourtney, um, what was your take on the panel? And we want you to promote your business as well. Yeah. And any final comments you have just on the topic of, of uh, you know, Black women and their ability to have it all? Yes. Yes. First of all, thank you all for having me on here. Um, actually, I've been trying to get dressed, talk to y'all so I can check out this hotel and I'm an hour behind checkout. Um, but this is, listen, this has really been a great discussion. Um, the other women on the panel, you ladies rock. And, um, as far as, um, my sign, I'm a Libra. Okay. okay. And <laughs> yes, okay. I'm a Libra darling, Libra. And, um, I feel that, um, women, black women, um, um, who are running their own businesses and things like that, we absolutely can have it all. You know, all we have to do is just um, wake up every day, um, focused on, you know, what our purpose and what our, you know, what our purpose is, what our goal, when you're purpose driven, everything um, and you're focused and um, you allow God to guide you. This is my personal thoughts and my personal feelings, um, you know, as a woman that believe in God, believe in Jesus, that when you allow God to guide you, that, that he will, that you will attract everything that, that, that belongs to you, everything that, that, um, that's worthy for you to have everything that God, all the blessings that he has for you. When you wake up focused and determined to live the life that he put you on this earth to live, you absolutely can and you will have it all. And you just don't let anything stop you. You know, you, you keep your eyes focused on, on what you, you wake up to do every day. Um, so absolutely, mm. absolutely, we can have it all. I feel that I'm beginning to have it all. Um, I had to make a lot of adjustments in my life over the last couple of years um, to really be standing um, in the place that I'm standing now where I'm beginning to see everything before me that I've only dreamed of, you know, like I'm actually living it. I'm actually doing it, you know? So, um, I would say to any woman, um, you know, who's listening, um, if you feel, if you don't feel that you are, um, living the life that you truly desire and want to live, pause. And I want you to write down what is it that you really want to do that's going to make you happy every day you wake up, that you're going to be happy. I want you to write it down. And then I want you to research what it takes to get it, what it takes to make it happen. And I want you to make it happen because it is, it is a great feeling to be operating in your true power and in your true purpose. So thank you all so much for having me on this panel. I really wish I could stay on the rest of the time because there's some questions that was asked that I really mm -hmm. was looking forward to answering from um, the guests. But I thank you all so much for um, having me on. Thank um, you for joining thank us. You so much. Yes. It was a pleasure. Thank you so much. Um, LaCourtney, if you could tell us your business so we can uh, get you guys as much promotion as we can. Absolutely. Um, yes. Yeah, And what you have coming up. So um, I am a realtor and you can follow me on Instagram because all of my links are connected in my bio. 
it's Lee Courtney, I-T-S dot L-E-C-O-U-R-T-N-E-Y. It's Lee Courtney. Um, my real estate page is Lee Courtney underscore real estate. My skincare page is The Skincare Guru. On Facebook, I am Lee Courtney Young Harness, um, Lee Courtney Real Estate Agent, and The Skincare, Lee Courtney, The Skincare the skincare guru on Facebook. I really would love to connect with all of you. Um, I am, um, I did operate a talk show for a couple of years that I plan to bring Brett, bring back soon. It's called live with Lee Courtney. So you all will be hearing more about that soon. And, um, I'm getting back into acting. I have, um, a film that I'm going to start filming in this year, um, that I'm very excited about. So your girl is working, your girl is doing the thing. And I look forward to connecting with all of you. Thank oh, you so man. much. Yes, you are a woman on the move. You are juggling a lot of balls and I absolutely love it. You guys make sure that you follow Lee Courtney. Um, she has a ton of resources and, you know, from skin to real estate to acting mm. to mm. the talk show. Make sure you guys are following her. We truly, truly appreciate you for taking some time out to dialogue with us as we unpack this topic. Uh, Lee Courtney, don't be a stranger. Come back and check us out and chime in on the various topics that we have we would love to have you yes yes thank you all have a beautiful day everybody you too thank have you. a blessed thank one you, thank you thank you so much um so, shout out to there i said it he says do these women teach their sons that more is expected of him than his sisters um there i said it we will be um answering that question um, give us just a minute um we're gonna finish up with uh yeah, this we'll is my last that, question okay. Yeah, right. we'll have Dr. Bay answer um, Sister George's question. And then for all the questions that are super chatted, we want to be respectful of the ladies' time. So we'll go through them, but we're going to answer them kind of in a quick succession, giving all the ladies 60 seconds or less just to give us a concise response to the questions. So Dr. Bay, we'll let you have it first, and then we'll um, start with the questions from the chat. Okay. Um, Dr. Bay, I was asking, are the gender roles defined in your relationships, um, seeing as though you're a successful woman? Uh, uh, yeah, I guess, I guess it, it depends on what you, what you mean. Okay. You know how they'll say, uh, well, women clean up, men take out the trash, um, men get the car serviced, um, men mow the yard. Women um, cook. cook. Uh, no, 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 no. The gender roles aren't like that because I've been, I was single before I got married. I was single for probably like 10 or 12 years. So I was used to doing everything by myself. Like okay. when I get my car service, um, going to, you know, cooking for myself, um, uh, before I had children, um, even now still with me having children, if I'm out doing something and my husband at home and he cooking, he gonna cook for the family, so you know, no, no, like the gender roles are not defined, but when it comes to dating each other, yeah, the gender roles are defined <laughs> on that aspect. He gonna pay for the dinner and stuff like mm -hmm. that. 
Thank you, Dr. Bay. That makes sense. During the dating stage, you like the well-defined gender roles, but uh, you know, now that you've moved into marriage, it's like, okay, we, you know, the things have to get done, whether it's by me or hubby, somebody has to do it. So thank you for your response. And I want to thank Curlin, bro Curlin, for his um, comment. He says, I applaud the Courtney for putting her aspirations on pause while supporting her spouse while he grew. Now it's her turn. It sounds like he's supportive. I absolutely yeah. agree with that. I think that's so beautiful. So we're going to just quickly run down the list of questions and get as many in as we can. We just ask that you ladies keep your responses concise. Um, so the first one is in relation to Jack Spade's question. He asked about hobbies. He wants to know what other hobbies do you ladies have outside of your your, your work passion? What, what other hobbies um, do you guys partake in? And we'll start with Dr. Bay, then we'll go to Vanetta, then Natasha. Um, hobbies. I have a lot of hobbies. I like sewing. I like um working out. I feel like that's hobby because I really don't really have that much time. So I try to make it time, make time to work out. I like um I like making desserts. I don't know if that's a hobby, but I do like making desserts <laughs> and um I like watching funny movies. So that's basically all I do for hobbies. <laughs> Was there any other question that you had? Or that was um, we have a few more and um, we'll try to get through the panel. We have just three of you ladies. So we'll just move fast quickly through them and then we'll um, allow you ladies just to give us your final commentary. So we're just oh, wrapping and I'm it a, up. And I'm a Gemini. Somebody asked oh, me. Oh, yeah, that one too. Thank you. So you can leave with your sign and tell us your hobby. Um, Vanetta, the Vanetta experience. What's your sign? <laughs> so I am a Sagittarius. And um, for as hobbies, I should have known. Actually... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, it takes one to know one. Exactly. I actually turned my hobbies into, you know, some of my business um, income streams and so forth. Like um, um, the Veneta experience, um, you know, the hobby of me just, um, I like to travel. I like to hang out. I like to um, be around friends. Um, I like to host um, cigar um parties and so forth so i just turned it into like businesses so um i currently um am working on a track fitness line where i'm gonna have some apparel um probably a track training shoe as well as a track sprinter shoe um that i'm gonna be working on in the next couple of months since the olympics are gonna be um going on this year because they were postponed last year due to COVID. So I've always had a passion to be a track athlete. I'm actually a state champion in the state of Maryland um, for running and I have my state championship ring. So that's always a, a, um, a conversational piece with people. Um, and I like coaching kids in regards to, you know, running track and so forth. But um, yeah, I turned kind of my hobbies into businesses, but you know, it's, it's interesting. I do other things too, like gaming or, um, you know, doing that with my son um, and my daughter. I used to have a nail business in North Carolina, so she's going to be taking over that. So she's, I've always been into nails. And so now she's kind of like into nails. So I um, buy a lot of nail stuff <laughs> and we do our nails together and we go to my um, friends who own nail salons and, you know, get our nails done and our feet done and so forth. So I kind of just, you know, take my hobbies and turn them into um, businesses and, um, spaces for my kids as well and include them into them. Thank you, the Vanetta experience. Appreciate you. And then Natasha, what's your sign and what are your hobbies and interests? I am a Pisces. 
So I am a Pisces. I enjoy spending time with my friends, going to different restaurants. I like to travel. I like to have new experiences, things that I've never done before. I like to do those activities. I like hosting game night at my house with my friends. Um, I also enjoy doing pop-up shops and different festivals and kind of getting out there with the people and seeing what they like in regards to jewelry and making their dreams and aspirations as far as what they want to see on themselves come true. And I love reading. Um, I just like being an inspiration to other people and kind of networking and bringing people together. So if someone tells me, hey, I'm interested in doing this and I know somebody that does that, I want to make the connection so they can continue to build whatever their heart desires. Thank you. Thank you, Natasha. Appreciate you. Now, there was one question early on, Sister George, that I think you captured before I asked DJ Knopf's question. There was yes. one that you said you wrote down. Yes. Um, it says, um, and I want to say it was from Ray Alexander, but if it's not, uh, my apologies, because I definitely did not write the name, but I do think it was from Ray Alexander, but I'm not sure. Um, it says, how can Black men win at love when dating or marrying highly accomplished, high value Black women? How can a Black man win with y'all? Starting with, oh, go ahead. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, we'll start with Dr. Bay, then Benetta, then Natasha. You said, How can a black man win with us being what? Uh, highly accomplished, high value, sexy, beautiful, cook, clean, soul. <laughs> all that. <laughs> bank. How can a black man win with y'all? You can't win. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't no, know. Is he uh, saying like what? What can a black man do to win them over? Like how? What actions yeah. can he take to win with a woman that's so successful? Oh, just be yourself. Be yourself, and um, I don't know. I like a man who lead, like lead in prayer when I eat. You know, when we eat lunch or dinner. You know, those are little quiet, just little things they do. I notice, and it'll draw me more into them. Uh, if they funny stuff like that, just be yourself, be normal. I'm, I'm, I'm very, I, love humble. It, I, don't, Dr. Bell. I don't try to, uh, I don't look for like, oh, you gotta pull my chair out every time I sit down and stand up. But I do like a refined gentleman, don't get it twisted, that'll draw me more to you. But if that's not your style and you have another way of being that gentleman, then show me that way, you know what I'm saying? He might be the type. Well, I can't, uh, I, I didn't learn all this because I didn't have my dad around, but he'll learn you and he'll learn to do those things over time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Beautiful answer. Um, and I appreciate that. Uh, the Vanetta experience. Um, what is your answer to the question? How can, how can a black man win with, you know, dealing with high accomplished um, black women? Because yeah, I'm glad we kind of defined that because when he said win, it's like we're definitely not in competition. We're, we serve two different purposes. You're a man. Mm -hmm. I'm a woman. We're not we're not here to compete in the relationship um, game. Um, you know, we're here to complement each other and support and um, build together in um, in in a relationship. So um, how a man can win with me is like I know my love languages. So I'm very um, I'm mine is quality time and physical touch. So just spending time with me, you could just like be watching football and I'm in the same room with you and I'm, um, you know, planning for the upcoming week. You don't, we don't have to say a lot of words to each other because I talk enough in all my career fields. So sometimes I just like to be quiet because I'm a social introvert and I need to kind of, um, 
replenish my energy so I can be the best person I am to him and to my kids. So he can win in that sense of like, we don't always have to have something on the agenda on that schedule. Sometimes we can just chill. I actually like that better. Um, I could be reading a book or reading a magazine or something like that. And, um, he could be, you know, doing whatever he enjoys. Like, with the, I like downtime. I like this. It's like, let's, let's quiet things down. And then, you know, because our schedules are so busy, let's just quiet things down. So that's how a man can win with me is when he gives me that, his time. Like, his time is so much important than his money. Um, just spending time with me. And then I'm very touchy-feely. I like the kisses on the neck. And I like the... The gentleman, but I like to also for you to spank my behind or grab it or grab my waist or, you know, do those little subtle things. I like those type of things to show that, you know, you you want me. I like the, the feel of being wanted. So that's definitely how he can win with me. Mm, and that's that. Um, thank you, the Vanetta experience. I like it. Uh, Natasha, what's your response to the question? I think that he needs to just be normal. I mean, it, just because we're successful doesn't mean we're just, we're not regular women. You know, Say that. Just choose to, I, so I, I, that's kind of, I don't know. I mean, just be who you are. I mean, because a lot of times when you meet a successful woman, you may not even know it. You know, you, you're just going to read a regular woman. And as you get to know them, you'll know their accolades. And it's up to you to step up to the plate if you feel inferior. That means you got to work on yourself and it's not that person's job to make you feel comfortable in a sense. Just just be you. I mean, I like gentlemen. I like, you know, I have a, I'm all the love languages. I like to be touched. I love to communicate. I'm not an arguer. Um, I like to debate, but I also will let you win. So because some some arguments don't even some things don't have to be addressed. So for me, I just just be normal. Just be who you are. I'm a normal person. <laughs> I'm just a normal person with a high drive of success. And I'm always shooting for the stars and trying to be the best version of myself the day before. So I just be normal. I, you know, that's all I can say. Just be a normal person. Be a normal I love it. gentleman. I love it. Thank you, Natasha. We just have a few more and then um, we will go ahead and wrap up because I know you ladies probably have a full day. So DJ Knopf had a question earlier and he his question is in relation to all of us or all the women on the panel being in their 30s and or 40s. Um, and how is it even possible to meet dudes who don't have their stuff together? So I guess um, if you just want to comment in response to that question um, and we will start with Dr. Bay, then Vanetta, then Natasha. Dr. Bay, are you there? I'm here. I'm trying. Hello. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm yeah here. we can hear you. All right. So you can meet people at any stage and they like to don't have their stuff together. <laughs> so I don't know what that means. Like people can be 45 or 50 and they got their stuff together. I'm not. I know 20 year olds who got their stuff together better than I do. Um, that that doesn't mean that, you know, because um, some, somebody might look at me and feel like I don't have my stuff together because <laughs> they more advanced than I am. So, I mean, you you just got to be at whatever level you at. Um, you have to meet me at that level. But like I say, I'm not dealing with certain stuff. So I'm not gonna deal with certain things with certain people bringing, and now I just say, oh, well, now you got you got a lot of stuff you need to handle, baby. So I'ma let you go and make it. I don't want to be another burden on you. That's how I put it. 
because I'm gonna need I'm gonna need your time and energy. So if y'all your time and energy focus on paying your bills and your baby mom and whoever else, your ex wife and whoever else is, you ain't got time for me, so I need to go on. Mm. I like it. Um, I, I agree with you too, Dr. Bay, wholeheartedly. Um, the Vanetta experience, I guess your response to DJ Knopf's question about um, running into men and, in, in, you know, in their 30s and 40s and above who don't have it all together. Um, what's your response to that? Yeah, I'm in um, agreement with Dr. Bay in regards to, the, like, you can be at any age and not have yourself together. But like I mentioned earlier, it's how you um, pivot in your, your, your down moments. You know, we all know what, you know, when everything is going good and stuff is flowing good, you know, you carry yourself differently. It's like, okay, well, how do you carry yourself when things are, you know, in turmoil and things aren't, we're in, like, currently we're in uncertainty. Like last year I lost my corporate job. You know, they gave me a nice severance package. I had my savings. I got an appointment. I had my businesses and stuff that I um, focus more into. So someone can look at me and say, oh, well, you don't, you're not doing this, so you don't have your stuff together. But I, I maintain a, a roof over my head. That's for my luxury lifestyle. I'm not asking anyone to pay my rent, my more, you know, my rent, my bills, or anything like that. I'm not saying, oh, I'm short on my tel cell phone bill. Can you pay it? You know, I make things happen, and you would never know I'm in that situation because I'll have friends and family say, "Well, I didn't even know that happened to you." I'm like, "Yeah," because I'm not broadcasting it, but I don't broadcast a lot of things in my life either. Or like, if one of my businesses are really successful and the income is flowing, I'm not saying, "Oh, yeah, I hit." Um, such and such amount in sales this month. No, I don't do those type of things. So wouldn't no one know like if I was like in um, dire need of, of certain things. So when a man sees me, he he can assume and so forth. And then he can spend time with me that he can see how everything flows. But I'm just a person that I would never ask um, someone to like, you know, I wouldn't show um, distress of like, oh my gosh, I, I'm not financially where I need to be, or I'm about to get evicted, or um, my car's about to get repossessed. Like, I'm just not that type of person because I'm very proactive in some of the things that I do. So having my stuff together is, I just take the proactive approach. Um, like, I had to pull all my 401k in 2018 and use that to, to funnel some business stuff and take care of some debt and so forth like that. So if someone looked at, like, my portfolio and they're like, oh, well, you're down on this side, they might assume I don't have all my stuff together in, in that sense, you know? Or they're like, oh, you're not a homeowner. So what? My lifestyle right now, I don't need to be a homeowner, but one day I will be when it's convenient for my life and I choose to have that, you know? So it's just other people put their perspective of what having your stuff together is on other people. But I'm also like Dr. Bay is like, if you got, like she said, an ex-wife, a baby mama, and you got two or three kids, they rotating out your house every weekend. And we really don't have time to fit in each other's schedule. I'm not tolerating that, that situation either. Um, my dad, I'm very close with him. And he was like, why would someone want to sign up and be with somebody during a bad time? Especially if they have a, a period of bad times. Like at some point things should turn over and you should be at a point where you can kind of manage a lot of things. But if you're constantly just struggling, not happy, um, you know, you don't have your, your life the way that you want it to be, then mm -hmm. I'm not picking that up either. I'm like, no, I don't need that energy because I can't help you. Like, I'm not the builder person and I'm not going to help uh, make chess moves in your life because people tend to not listen and they don't want to execute things that they really need to execute. So mm -hmm. I don't bother with that, those projects. I'm like, I take uh, the man who is happy with his lifestyle and we can enjoy good moments together because I'm not signing up for those bad moments just voluntarily. No.
I agree with the overall premise. A person can be not together at any stage in their life, but I want to um, have Natasha respond to, um, and then we, I think we just have a few more and we'll do final comments. Well, okay. let me read the super chat before she uh, responds. Um, shout out to Ann Kalik Gray. He says, what's the deal with the sign thing? Is it actually relevant? Also from a scale of one to 10, what is God fearing? We will definitely. I have his that. questions down. Okay. Okay. I just want to hide it. So, okay. There we go. Go ahead, Miss Natasha. Um, can you ask the question again? I'm sorry. Sure. He was just saying that um, in relation to uh, like the women on the panel being in their 30s and 40s, that he finds it hard to believe that they're meeting men who don't have their stuff together, like to come across a man who doesn't have them themselves together. That's in the same age bracket or a little bit older. So I just wanted to know your response or your general comment in response to his comment. Well, everybody, it doesn't matter what age you are that don't have your stuff together. Hell, when I was in my late twenties, early thirties, I didn't have my stuff together. You know what I mean? So for me, I used to date, like I said in the very beginning, a total free spirit. I would build a bear in a minute because I was looking at the potential. Um, so I was one of those people that I would look at the potential or just your characteristics and say, oh, he's a good guy. I'm going to help him. Now at 43, I, I'm not doing any of that. Um, you definitely have to come to the table with something if not all the way together. I'm not all the way together. So, But you would definitely have to meet me you have to meet me. You can't be or be in the same book as me. You don't have to be in the same chapter per se. I can be in chapter 20. You can be in 10, but we're in the same book. I will work with that. But what I mm. will not work with anymore is someone, I'm not dating anyone's potential anymore, which is something I've always done. And it has always taught me heartache and lessons every time. So I refuse to go back there anymore, but I'm just not realizing that at 43, unfortunately. Wow. Thank you, Natasha, for being so candid and so open. I appreciate you, boo. Um, okay, so before I read this, well, let me read the super chat real quick from Sean O'Neill. Thank you, Sean. We appreciate you. He said, peace to the breakdown and panel. Boss babes can have whatever they want so long as they take ownership of their choices, positive or negative. I agree. Facts, 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 all facts. Okay, so I have two left. One I'm going to actually add into, but I want to see how many you have, Sister George. I have one from there. I said it. And one one from um, Achille Gray. Achille Gray's question I'll add into their final commentary. But did you have any others that you captured? Sister uh, George? You oh. said, okay, uh, no, I know that was, those were uh, the, the ones last that two. I had. Yeah. Okay, so we'll do this last one and then we'll add Achilles into their um, closing comments. So there I said, it says, do these women teach their sons that more is respected of him than his sisters? So if you have sons, um, uh, I guess this question would be relative or related to, you know, those women who do actually have sons and daughters um, because it's a, you know, do you teach one over the other? So we'll, we will start with Dr. Bay, then Vanetta, and then Natasha. Dr. Bay, what is your um, response? Hello? Yeah, we can hear you. Yeah, I'm I'm sorry, what was your, um, what do you want me to respond to? Do, do you teach your son that more is expected of him than his sister? Oh my God, I don't have any sons. I have two little girls, so um, oh, okay. I, I can't answer that, but I have two little girls, but I do, 
I don't teach them gender roles, but I do let them know that, um, you know, boys are supposed to be respectful or whatever, and not call you names or not hit on you and push on you. But, you know, that my, my daughters, they just play video games with their uh, little friends, their little uh, guy friends. So they're <laughs> 10, 10 and 11. Well, 10 and 11, so they're not like that. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, thank you, Dr. Ray, for answering. Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, so, um, I do have a son and I do have a daughter. So, um, I don't teach my son more is expected of him. Um, right now, he's seven and he'll be eight later on this year. So, I allow him to be a boy. He is a boy. I do, um, with both my kids, I kind of like expect, I have the same expectations of them with respect. And um, the expectation that they need to bring to the household of respecting the household, respecting me, respecting each other. Like my son, he'll talk to my daughter in a certain way just because I think like it's innate because he's a boy and he has testosterone and my daughter has estrogen. And he'll talk to her in a certain way. And I'm like, mm, Nicholas, one moment. Do you think you were talking to her kindly? And he's like, uh, uh. so I kind of bring attention. And then just like my daughter, she talks to him a certain way. And I'm like, uh you don't sound kind and loving and talking to your brother. Like you need to address your tone and how you're, you know, saying certain things to him. So I'm kind of checking both of them, but I do, since my daughter is a girl, she has a reproductive system and there's things I share with her because of her anatomy. And then my son, his reproductive system of, with the testosterone, I kind of help him, you know, express himself. And um, I, I don't tell him, oh, you're crying, stop crying. No, my son will cry. He would throw a whole tantrum and I would just look at him and I give him a moment to say, are you going to control your emotions or do you need a minute? And I allow him to communicate back. Like, I need a minute. And I said, okay, we'll just go in your room and get it out. Do what you need to do. Just like my daughter, if she wants to cry and she wants to do stuff or she wants to have a moment, I give them moments. And I'm breaking the narrative of how, you know, society is like, boys don't have feelings. No, my son has feelings. He's always has feelings. And I help nurture his feelings and I help let allow him to control those emotions. I don't just let him just bow out. Just like I don't let my daughter just bow out. Like you need to be able to control yourself and your emotions and have a conversation. And if you need time, say you need time or we can talk about it later. Or, you know, like my son, he's very expressive and I'm very nurturing. I give my kids hugs and kisses, but my kids, we want it all the time. And I'm not very um, affectionate all the time. So they'll say, you know, mommy, can I have a hug? Or my son will just come hug me and I'll hug him. Or my daughter will be like, can I have a hug? But she likes to linger and hold on to me. And I'm like, Victoria, I love you. That's why I got you this $600 dog. Hug on a dog right now. And, you know, I give her kisses. I give him kisses. So I don't teach my son that he has a more expectation of him. I think it is when they're, um, it's age appropriate and having to understand their identity of who they are just because they one's a boy and one's a girl. But I don't say it's more because my it's still expected of my daughter to do certain things as well as being, you know, a young lady. Thank you, the Vanetta experience. And then the same question to uh, Natasha. Um, do you, do, uh, did you hear the question? You need me to repeat it? No, I'm fine. Um, I don't, I, well, my children's father, he teaches my son he has more expectations than his sister. So I really, I'm the kind of more softer parent when it comes down to him because he's the last one, he's the boy. Um, so I'm a little, I'm very affectionate to my kids. Like I get in the bed with them, kiss, hug on them. I love on them. They're never too big for that. 
but I do tell him certain things he has to do when it pertains to his sister. Cause you know, they had their siblings, they're going to fight and they're seven years apart. But I think vocally about his role is more important than his sister is more so what his father tells him and not so much me. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Natasha. So we have one more question. Um, any other questions that are asked, the ladies can answer them in the chat if they want, but I want to go ahead and let everybody, uh, you know, start the process to wrap up so everybody well, can get on. Go ahead. Oh, oh yeah. I do have um, one more question and um, shout out to Paco. Paco, you owe me $5. Um, <laughs> Paco says, is it imperative for a woman to be submissive to their men? Um, and Hold on, on that question. Um, okay. Before they answer that, I wanted to build the other one in with it. That's what I was saying. Um, any uh, any other after that, they can answer in there um, in in the chat. So to, to Paco's question is: Is it imperative for a woman to be submissive to their men? And before that, though, we had a Kelly Gray's question that I want to ask, which is: um, On a scale of one to ten, how God fearing are you? So if you just give your your uh, your scale, like wherever you are. So on a scale of one to ten, how God fearing are you? If it's an eight, you can say I'm an eight and respond to Paco's question. So we will start with Dr. Bay on a scale of one to ten. How God fearing are you? And is it imperative for a woman to be submissive to their man? On a scale from one to ten, how God fearing, I would say, I say a ten. <laughs> I'm very God fearing. I try to treat people the way I want to be treated, um, and I pray about things. If I know I, I might have been out of line, so I try to repent and do what I need to do in a godly way. And um, on the what was the second question? The one on the screen, is it imperative for a woman to be submissive to their man? Yeah, be your husband, be submissive. Um, if he a good man, be submissive. But if he be your, <laughs> don't, don't, don't be submissive to that. But yeah, if he's a good man, I don't think I'm wrong with being submissive to him. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Bay. Um, the Vanetta You're experience uh, on the scale. <laughs> on a scale of one to ten, how God fearing are you? And is it imperative for a woman to be submissive to her man? So on that scale, I'm I would say I'm an eight. Um, considering um I'm not currently married anymore, I'm not in a partnership, and I do um straddle the fence in regards to fornicating <laughs> in my dating life. Um so <laughs> I'm I'm not walking like the whole you know, Christian um, walk and so forth. So I teether in that realm because I'm not perfect. I'm human. And um, I choose to deal with, you know, that, that sin that I'm partaking in. And, um, you know, I try to be a good, you know, human being every day and try to be kind and so forth. So I'm always checking myself. I'm not very consistent in certain things as in regards to probably spending more time in my Bible. So that's why I, I just say I'm on a scale of eight. And then far as it is an imperative for a woman to be submissive to their man, to your husband, it's important to be submissive to your husband. I feel like in a dating stage and a courting stage that the respect will show through um, that you're listening to him and you're, you're actively listening to him and um, th those things. But I feel like I, once he becomes your husband, there's some things that you're going to submit to because he's submitting unto the, the Lord if that's who you guys have that foundation of, is he praying, is he asking for guidance from God? So when he's showing that leading by example, I'm going to also follow 
in his lead and um, submit to him because I know he's hearing from from the Lord and you know he has our family's best interest in in um, at heart. Thank you, thank you, uh, the Vanetta experience for that. Um, and then uh, Natasha, um, scale of one to ten, how God fearing are you? And is it imperative for a woman to be submissive to their man? I guess with the God fearing, it depends on what you mean by that. I would say I'm a seven. You know, I try to live accordingly, but I am also human, and God does give us the He gives us the option to do right or wrong, and sometimes I do wrong. Um, and I know it and I don't read my Bible all the time, but I pray all the time for guidance. So it's kind of iffy with me on that one. As far as being submissive, I will be wholeheartedly submissive to my husband um, in a relationship. I will not give full submission because you need to show me that you're worthy enough to have my full submission. So that takes time and that doesn't happen automatically for me. All right. Well, thank you. And I noticed a running theme that all the ladies said, I'll be submissive, but he he, he got to be my husband first. Um, so thank you. Thank you, ladies. I appreciate the time that you guys have spent on the panel dialoguing with us. There has been some really good conversations that come out of this panel. And I'm so thankful for all of you. I want to start the process of getting your final comments and final thoughts on the actual discussion in and of itself. And also to allow you a final chance to promote your businesses. And um, you want to go in order, Danny? Just Dr. Bay, Vanetta, Natasha? Uh, yes, um, I will do that. Let's do that. I'm going to read the super chat first and then we'll start with Dr. Bay. Um, shout out to There I Said It. He said, so these Black women cannot charge Black men up with building and challenging other men. They should be okay with current state of black society. Um, thank you so much for that super chat. There I said it. Um, Dr. Bay, give thank us you. your final comments and promote that business. Oh, okay. Well, um, I have a company called Hair Luxury uh, Company and a website is hairluxury.com. We sell shampoos, conditioners, men, um, men beard kits, and hair oh. moisturizer for men. And um, we have uh, journeyed a lot during uh, 2020, and um, we still are here and successful. We just purchased our first warehouse. So um, it's our hub here in Jackson, Mississippi. And as far as my last comment, I appreciate you guys for uh, allowing us to use this platform today on your show uh, to promote our businesses and talk about um, I guess that sometimes the difficulties or like men feel like it's difficult today, a successful black woman, but it's not. We like, like um, Natasha said earlier, we are human, just yourself. Um, and, some, and sometimes you have to learn from, from dating. You learn what not, what you don't want to deal with um, through dating. Like she said, she learned at 42, but um, I learned, early on and I just know what I'm what I'm willing to deal with and what I'm not willing to deal with and that should be the same thing for men because men do deal with a lot of things that come from certain women that they choose to be with and then they'll take it out on us like women who are successful we we're not we're not the same uh, all women are not the same you just have to figure figure whichever woman you're dealing with out and deal with them according 
we in it the same way with me. And so that's my take on it. And <laughs> thank y'all. Thank, Thank you, you so Bay. much, Dr. Bay, for coming through. And um, if you have not um, seen Dr. Bay's products, it is hair luxury. Uh, hair luxury products are great for men. Um, ladies, if you are missing scalp edges, if you need 15 oh. more edges, she got you covered. <laughs> Just 15? Um, <laughs> baby, if you need 25 of them, she got okay. you covered. She can probably help you out it. with the edges. So um, definitely, definitely, definitely uh, go check out her products. Um, they're lit. And uh, ladies, if you have 4C hair, um, mm -hmm. she does have a product line specifically catered to 4C hair. You know how they'll have products that uh, that's for everybody. Um, and so they may not work as well on 4C hair. Um, she does have a specific product line for 4C hair. So I definitely wanted to put that um, on display. So uh, yeah, thank you yeah. for the caveat. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm grateful to Dr. Bay for because initially I didn't know that she also sells men, men uh, hair like or beard products and things of that nature. Yes. So that's dope, Dr. Bay. I'm excited and I wish you all the success in the world. Thank you for taking time out of your busy day to um, chat with us and don't be a stranger. You know, you know, you're familiar <laughs> with the space. Make sure you come back and check come us out. Get you have free time. You know, I'm always down with the breakdown, honey. I'm with y'all. I'm all for it. I love it. Thank you, Thank boo. you so much, sweets. Um, thank you so much, Dr. Bay. Um, next, we will have Miss Bonetta King. Thank you so much. The Bonetta much. Experience. Absolutely. Thank you for having me on your platform. I definitely appreciate um, being on the panel with these amazing, beautiful women um, who are definitely having, um, you know, control over their life and what they want and creating their happiness. And I'm so for it in that space. And I'm definitely going to be um, in contact with these ladies and support them and uh, promote them on my platform. And um, we're just all here to sh share and um, network. And, you know, as far as the topic, you know, can we have it all? Yes, we can have it all, you know, and I think it, it, it happens as different um, levels and uh, heightens of, uh, of as we grow, we're growing in the stage of having it all, you know, like I said, at one time I was married and I was the housewife and, you know, um, having that traditional role. And then now I choose to be a more modern woman and, you know, focus on my career and um, cultivating my children and, um, you know, providing resources to travel like my dad did with me in his military career, but I can do it in my um, entrepreneurship um, ventures and um, go traveling with my kids and be on planes with them and, and take the dog out of town and do long road trips. You know, I feel like that enriches, enriches all of our lives of just sharing together. And I share with my kids the, the tough times. I'm like, hey, mommy's in a situation like I can't get this for you right now. So can you wait? Is it okay? And they're like, you know, it is okay. You know, you don't need that right now. You have all the necessities that you need. You have a roof over your head. You have food. You have clothes. You have love. You have consistency. You have support. Um, and I teach those things with my children and I let them know, like, sometimes there's going to be, life is challenging. No one said life is going to be easy. And I try to let them know, um, as much as possible and say, Hey, we might have to pivot and do this. And, you know, this is what's upcoming. And I share with them what's going on with my life. And they appreciate that so much better because they're not in the unknown and like, Oh my gosh. And then, you know, sometimes my kids, I have some amazing children that they, they sense when I'm going through stuff and they're like, my son will be like, you need a hug, don't you, mom? I'm like, you know what? I do. And it brings a tear to my eye that he can be 
um, compassionate. Um, like I ha have issues with um, my menstrual cycle and stuff. And sometimes I'm down for like two days straight. And my kids are like, oh, get mom's in the room too much. You know, they come and they sit in the room with me. And my son will say, you want me to put the heating pad on? He just likes to plug it in and out the outlet because of the electricity. And, you know, but I let him partake in when I'm not feeling well. I'm like, you know what, mom's not feeling well. And he's like, okay, well, I'll, I'll be on water cup duty. And he'll go and he'll fill my water cup and he'll fight with his sister. And you don't know how to do it. I can do it. She likes this ice, not the, she likes crushed ice, not the cube ice, you know, those little things to see because it shows me what they're going to be in the future in their life because they, I was able to include them in my life and not say, you know, compartmentalize it. And my daughter, she's very strong. And I always come in there and say, thanks for being a big sister. Or thanks for stepping up or thanks for being responsible um, in this area of, um, you know, what mommy's going through. You know, I appreciate you for having an understanding. You know, like I told her when I was going through a transition, I said, hey, do you want to go live with your dad? And she's like, no. I want to stay with you because I feel like I will learn more from you because our dads of a different culture and they think points. So her knowing that without me telling her that that's the, the aha moments of being a mom. It's like, Hey, you know, I really, I'm raising some really awesome, you know, kids and I let them participate in their life. And I ask them that they want to do, you know, is this what you want to do? Are you sure you want to do this? Because this is their life. They have to leave, but I want to make sure I have the resources and tools to give it to them. And they can see me be happy. And my daughter can see me go on dates. And she's like, Oh, who's, who are you going out with this time? Or what is he? Is he cool? You know, um, and stuff like that, because I'm not married and I won't have a, a traditional man in my home, but they can see me still be happy in the dating um, scene and um, and still do it in a respectful way. And I have male friends that I'm platonic with and they come and hang out the house and they have those relationships. So they see me in a dynamic of dealing with a man. My dad comes over, he's very active and, you know, they see me, um, they see the energy shift. Like my dad comes to my house, he thinks it's his house. But my son said, mom, why does Papa act like he live here? And I said, because he's my dad and I respect him and this is his house. And if he, he needs to stay here as long as long he wants to, he can. And mm -hmm. I teach him because if you don't give them those opportunities to see those examples and understand masculine energy and, and feminine energy, they won't know how to, to tap into them to those um, the the talents that they're that they have within them themselves. So, um, just to wrap it up. I have uh, my tech company, VK Tech Management Solutions. I'm on LinkedIn. You can find me, um, Banana King. I think I put the link in the, um, the chat for you guys to share with your audience. Um, Absolutely. They've been reposting it. Okay, my pause walking company is more for my community where I in which I live, and then my up and coming project is with the Cigar Lounge, and that will be in um, Atlanta. I'm hoping to shoot for spring 2021, so I will keep you guys posted. But right now, my um, personal brand is taking off. The Veneta Experience. I'm working on a podcast um, that will be coming soon, but you can find me on IG at the Veneta Experience, where I would drop um, any local events I'm going to be at or what any hosting events I'm going to do. And um, you can find me on Clubhouse if you have an iPhone or iOS operating system. And I have the Veneta Experience Clubhouse. I do espresso with the Veneta Experience on Wednesday at 10 a.m. You just kind of jump in and we just kind of free flow on the forum um, and discuss things and yeah, I'm excited on this this journey, um, just of life. So thank you once again for allowing me on your guys' platform. And I appreciate you women so much.
Thank you, thank you, thank and you for joining us, Vanetta. <laughs> thank you, the Vanetta experience. Yes, and she is an experience in and of herself. And just her whole energy is something else. She's a whole mood. I appreciate you, especially for accepting my invites such, uh, you know, so last minute. So thank you for taking time out to dialogue with us today. I wish you continued success in all your business endeavors. Thank well, you, thank, thank you, you, boo. And you're welcome. And it's, never too, it's never a last minute for me. I'm always going to make time for you. Thank Aww. you. Enjoy the rest of your, your overnight date because I know you have your booing like, side. So and I'm like, okay. <laughs> well, thank you, Vanetta. And thank then um, last but not least, um, my boo, Tasha, Natasha Duncan. Um, what are your final comments on the topic in and of itself? And um, plug those businesses. Okay. I just want to say, as Black women, we can have it all and more. Um, never limit yourselves. I appreciate being on this panel. Thank you so much, Boo Boo, for the invite. Sister George, it was a pleasure. Manetta King, I definitely want to follow your experience. I need to live through you, girl. Um, I really appreciate being on this oh, panel. Definitely eye-opening some topics that, you know, I really needed to think about a little further and how I need to execute my whole little personal dating world. Um, Right now, I have Eccentric Ear Candy, Eccentric spelled E-C-C-E-N-T-R-I-C, earcandy.com. It's the online jewelry boutique. It serves everyone from men, women, and children. I have a host of jewelry, not just earrings, but nipple rings, tongue rings, nose rings, belly rings, necklaces, bracelets, sunglasses, you name it, I have it. Um, I also have another business endeavor with my business partner called 3D Queens. Um, right now, it's a new developing business that we put together. Um, while I'm on this platform, I definitely want to um, include them in. So I have one business partner. She is the owner of So Chic Fitness Apparel. You can find her at SoChicFitnessApparel.com. I also have my other business partner, SoFiBeautyBeast.com. You can find her as well. And together we created 3D Queen, which stands for Three Dope Queen. So be on the lookout for us, definitely. I have an upcoming event in May here in Atlanta. It's at the Cobb Galleria. It's the Women's Expo. It is the 15th and 16th of May. You're welcome to follow me on IG at Eccentric underscore ear underscore candy. It will tell you everywhere that I'm at, the new inventory that's coming up. If you have any questions, um, please feel free to DM me, text me, or email me. Me or one of the members of my staff will definitely reach out to you. But I'm being long-winded right now. Try not to be that way. But I definitely appreciate the opportunity to be on this panel. Anytime you need me, just let me know, and I'll make time for you guys anytime. Uh, thank oh, you. Thank, thank you so you. much, Natasha. Yes, I am like so excited. This is my Sunday off to a great start. I have to go put on dinner for my family, but I am like in, in, in great spirits right now. I'm so thankful for all the ladies for taking time out to just chat with us. I think this was a great successful panel. We got a lot of questions answered as it relates to a lot of the misnomers uh, relating to women in business and their uh, ability to have it all. And I think we, we, uh, 
appropriately answered the question from each lady's vantage point. So again, thank you guys for um, dialoguing with us. Thank you to uh, the crazy chat and everybody who super chatted questions. We appreciate you all. And yeah, um, I think that's all I have. Thank you so much. Well, I want to send a very, very special shout out to the ladies um, for taking part of your Sunday and spending it with us. Um, greatly, greatly, greatly appreciate the perspectives that you ladies provided. Um, this was a really, really wonderful panel. I definitely, definitely enjoyed you ladies. Um, hopefully you guys will come back. We do have some popping shows yes, over here. It's big stuff popping over here, baby. Big stuff popping. So I'm um, yes. definitely, definitely looking forward to um, talking to you ladies sometime in the future. Um, shout out to everybody who came through and um, super chatted us as well as the cash app um, and shout out to the chat. Um, concrete high five. We got another one down in the yes, books. Honey. Yes. Salute. Sis. Salute. <laughs> um, but thank you guys so much for coming out. If you are not doing anything, um, I do want to say Kevin Samuels is on Abbott and Preach. Um, if you're interested in catching that, um, other than that, have a great start to your week and um, behave. We're out. Peace, Black people. Okay. If I can get the what you call it. Okay, there we go. I'm out, y'all.